By the time you hear this podcast, the year that Greg and Ben graduated high school isn't really that important. Signed her. <laughs> Does that AR still have a job? <laughs> that AR was her boyfriend at the time, had to be. That was Lumity, right? Lumity, yeah. Oh man. They didn't have auto tune for that? <laughs> I don't know if the guy invented it yet. <laughs> only to hear that, like, we pushed it as far hard as it could go, man. It just, there's only so much it could do. Uh, well, uh, welcome to By the Time You Hear This Podcast. Uh, I'm Greg. My ears are bleeding. I'm kidding. I'm Ben. His ears might be bleeding still, though. I'm Ben. <laughs> um, welcome to another episode, episode 115. Uh, let's see. What is the significance of the number 115? Uh, hmm. Let's see. It is the emergency, the fire service emergency number in Italy. Okay. And the ambulance emergency number in Vietnam. And as far as highways, what the uh, is... there is a Georgia State Route 115. Have you heard of Muscovium? Muscovium? Muscovium. It is the elemental number, atomic number of the element, Muscovium. Uh, no. Which I'm, I'm willing to bet was invented in, in Russia. Yeah, of course. Uh, there is a Georgia State Route 115, which runs uh, uh, through Dahlonega. Oh, it's way up there. Okay. And that's the west end of it, south of Dahlonega, and the eastern end of it is in Clarksville. Hmm. So, there you go. Uh, it looks like almost every state has a Route 115 <laughs> in some kind of way. Um, and it's also the fire service emergency number in, I don't know how this is pronounced. Is it Mer Mauritius? I don't know. It's a small island nation, uh, off the coast of Africa, but that's uh, there. If you have a fire call one, one five. All right. Anyway, let's it's get a good, uh, it's a good guess. <laughs> um, Thank you to everyone who's listened so far and been patient with us. Uh, um, thanks for downloading. If you want to tell someone where they can find our podcast or where they can see us on Facebook. We're not on Facebook Live for this episode, but uh, you can visit our Facebook page like our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. That's also our URL for our, um, our, for our, our website. 
still under construction, under reconstruction. <laughs> uh, by the time you hear this.com. Facebook URL, website, spelled by the time you hear this, Y O U. You want to get with us on social media even further? We are on Instagram, by the time you hear this, spelled with the letter U, because we is urban. Yes, we is. Um, we also pass English. <laughs> we fell English. That's impossible. <laughs> uh, that's also to say spelling for our email address by the time you hear this at gmail.com. Send us your comments, questions, concerns, show ideas. If you're an independent artist, we'll play your music for absolutely free. We are anti payola. Um, unless you, you know, you just want to donate or something. Yeah. Then that's cash cool. at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to listen to us on the go, as podcasts are often listened to, um, to so you can deal with the commute uh, to and from work, especially if you have to drive from drive into Midtown <laughs> in the morning, uh, weekday mornings. That is, yeah. Um, and if you're trying to avoid that annoying coworker um, who's trying to figure out if Adam Vinatieri is taking. Any performance enhancing drugs to still be kicking? Oh my god! At forty six years old. Oh god, he's forty six. Yeah, he's forty six. Yikes! He 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 bailed out Tom Brady back in the day, right? A couple times. That was Adam. Vitt. Okay, yeah, he might be on PEDs, bro. That's, that's well, actually three times. Mm. Three times. Three of those rings belong to Adam Vinatieri. <laughs> <laughs> Give him those rings. Um. To so to avoid those people, you can listen to us on the go. If you have an iPhone. We're on the Apple Podcast app. If you have an Android, we're on the Google Music app or Google Podcast if that is actually an app. We'll find out one day. <laughs> one day uh, we'll know. <laughs> if you use any other apps uh, for, to listen to podcasts, there are several of them where you can find us. Most podcast aggregate apps to where we didn't have to do anything. They just found us. Um, but you can listen to us on TuneIn Radio, Auto Radio, Overcast, Castbox, Play.fm, Satchel Podcast Player, uh, Podcast, the Podcast app. There's one literally just called the Podcast app. And um, we are, of course, on Spotify. And if you want to, uh, you know, look for podcasts based on subject matter, you can find us on ListenNotes.com. Mm -hmm. ListenNotes.com, on our last episode, we talked about uh, the Incubus album, Make Yourself, the one that put them on the map. And um, uh, if you search Incubus on listennotes.com, you should find our podcast. That was episode 114 titled, uh, Is It Modern or Is It Mainstream? <laughs> I, like, I like that title. <laughs> so, yeah, different diff number of ways you can listen to us and find us and contact us. So um, there's no excuse. If he's like, I couldn't find you guys. No, you, no, trying we don't hard believe, you weren't trying hard enough. Yeah, or um, at all, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was no effort <laughs> on your end. Um, all right, so let's get into the news here. Um, found out this week, it might have been yesterday as of this recording, or maybe the day before, the Super Bowl halftime show has been uh, booked. Booked, that's a way to think of it. <laughs> they booked the halftime show. Uh, so for the uh, Super Bowl 54 and the 100th year anniversary of the NFL, the Super Bowl <laughs> halftime show will feature Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. Man, 
that's different. <laughs> and I can only think, man, if this were twenty years ago, yeah, where these are these are we're talking about two of the biggest stars in the world, yeah, twenty years ago. But, but yeah, uh, I think with J Lo, like like we said, like we mentioned before, like if the person's coming out with some kind of new project, mm -hmm. I don't know if J Lo's coming out with new music. I wouldn't be surprised if Shakira has been coming out with new music because mm -hmm. she she consistently puts out stuff, but uh, it's in Spanish. So <laughs> that's I mean, when did She Wolf come out? <laughs> she She Wolf was like at least ten years ago. <laughs> Uh, I think she's probably come out with like three or four albums since then. Yeah, I just I know She Wolf. Uh, yeah, that was uh, yeah, oh nine, ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, so of course we're going to what you know we make we can speculate on the set list. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if they've done any songs together. Not that I'm aware of. I know Shakira did a song with um, Rihanna. And J Lo's done a song with everybody. I feel like Iggy Azalea. Re oh, recently? Oh, I don't know what they're doing recently. Well, as far as like the songs that people are going to know at the top of their head with J Lo, okay, I'm real. I'm real. So, do we see Ja Rule? I, I figured he's still, you know, trying to lay is, a little is, low. Is, you know. is Diddy going to rush the stage and propose? <laughs> Because I need a girl and I need a girl part two are both about J Lo. Oh, I real? think that is that it's obvious. I don't know what I mean. I definitely think we're gonna hear because after the, the that, that club period. shooting and that shine did ten years for him. Yeah, uh, they broke up. Hmm. That's when they broke. Up. Oh, because that's when she went to Ben Affleck, right? Yeah. After that, oh, that was a weird. Time. And then there was Mark Anthony. Oh and yeah, then a also dancer. her backup dancer. Yeah. And now it's Alex Rodriguez. Okay, I thought she was with Drake for a bit. Uh, well, yeah, she's, she's like, like she's like Drake for like five minutes. Yeah, Drake was so happy. <laughs> I think it was another one of those relationships where he thinks it's a relationship. I, they're just friends. And J Lo's like, we're just friends. They probably didn't do anything. And then he writes an album about they it. They cuddled once, <laughs> <laughs> and he wrote a whole album about yeah. it. <laughs> oh God. Um. So I found something very interesting. D. Snyder uh, sounded off about this. Mm, what did he have to say? So, in a, in a tweet, WTF. Re responsible rocker, D. Snyder. Yeah, responsible rocker. <laughs> and, and a very a highly respectable person, if I might add. I know we talked about him on the episode about the um, Parental Advisory, advisory and, and, uh, and him going to bat. Um, WTF, Shakira and J-Lo for this year's NFL Halftime Show. Once again, the great heavy music that rocks the stadium week after week, game after game, is completely ignored. I guess we don't shake our ass enough. Then yeah. he, uh, so then he clarifies, says, I guess he got attacked. You got to be careful here. <clears throat> My point about this year's halftime show isn't a slight on Shakira or J-Lo. It's frustration that week after week, rock is the go-to music during games, but gets no respect when it comes to the Super Bowl. And I don't think I'm popular enough for that slot, but... At Metallica dot dot dot. Um, I, I understand where he's going. Yeah, with this, mm -hmm. but very interesting. Very interesting. They have they have tried it with the rock acts before. There have been rock acts that have performed. Yeah, there was. Oh, uh, that was the the when, years of give it to the old guys. Give it to the old guys. <laughs> uh, Bruce Springsteen. 
uh, Tom Petty. Oh, God, he slid uh, to that cameraman. <laughs> Almost killed it uh, in his career. <laughs> the Who. Yeah. Um, the Rolling Stones. The Sums. Let me stop. The, <laughs> the Hives. The Vines. The White Stripes. <laughs> so I will say, so he says. Oh, and also Aerosmith. So we've never, I will say this, to his, well, he didn't make this point, but we have not seen a rock band in their quote-unquote prime do it. I don't think Metallica is still in their prime. I think giving it to them would still would be another give it to the old guys. Yeah. Um, unless, we're, like, maybe if we have a, a Super Bowl in the Bay Area, give it but to them. <laughs> but, this, is, this is also connected to what we talked about on the last episode. Rock is yeah. dead. Yeah, the other it's, three it's, bands. Just like, you know, that's what I mean. Yeah. Did you hear any R and B artists complaining about? Because <laughs> they know selected? Neo is like, nah, bro, it's not my time. Uh, he mentions ACDC. That's too. That's too old. Guns yeah. and Roses. No. Some something no. will happen during the actual performance. Yeah. Like someone will say, uh, someone suggests Guns and Roses. Oh no, that that's a terrible idea. That's too volatile. Oh, well, like, like, come on, Guns and, and then like someone will be convinced to say Guns and Roses. And then Guns N' Roses will, will convince themselves <laughs> that it's a good idea. And then at the actual performance, Axel something will go terribly up. wrong. Axel won't show up. That's too. They're no. too rock and roll to do this. They're spo- no. They're supposed to show. They're supposed to be ready. Like you know, five minutes left of the second quarter. Here comes Axel Rose. Uh, two minutes left in the game. All right, I'm ready to go on. <laughs> like they're yeah. You can't. They're too rock and roll. The only band he mentions here that I think could do it and they're still in their prime are the Foo Fighters. That's Man, about it. I've, I'm I'm wait, I'm waiting for that. That's yeah. that's the one I'm waiting for. That's their on. only rock band unless you do it like if you go to the Bay Area, I could see having Metallica do it. But the Foo Fighters I think are the only b- rock band right now that still has the pull where you could go anywhere in the country and they could do it. Yeah. I would have said 10 years ago Linkin Park, but not anymore. Um, especially they, without Chester Bennington. And and with Foo Fighters, there it has to be, uh, you know, acts that are known around the world. Yeah, the world watches the Super Bowl. Yeah, not just America. I'm, that's why I'm like, okay, I understand what people were saying last year. The the uh, the halftime show could have been Atlanta centric, but who cares about but Atlanta? <laughs> outside of Atlanta? Yeah. Do people know who some of these acts are? Probably not. I mean, T.I. may be known around the country, but is, is he known around the world? I, I can't definitively mm-hmm. say yes. Mm-hmm. They'll know, like, Outkast. Yeah. But uh, is it, it's apparently it's too much to see them perform together again. Yeah. So, uh, it but to find a rock act is even harder. Yeah. And I also with, with, with rap acts that, uh, I have Romani Jones make this case when someone suggested Jay Z should be the halftime show. People, not, not everyone knows the words to Jay Z's yeah. songs. Yeah, I, I, and their songs he can't do that people will want to hear yeah. because <laughs> Kanye's not going to do it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, you know, they're not going to do they're not going to do niggas in Paris. That would be excellent. I mean, they though. could they could do it for the Super Bowl halftime show, but uh, a lot of NFL fans are conservative oh, yeah. and feel like there would be an issue. Yeah, I what mean, if the Super Bowl to? were in Paris and they got Jay Z, yeah, you would in Paris no thirteen times just to keep doing it. They would do that for the whole the whole show would just be doing that song. That would be the whole show. Oh, that'd be excellent. <laughs> but um, I mean, like, but people don't know the words to Jay Z songs. Yeah. Um, your your casual are there casual Jay Z fans? 
that will be, oh, okay, I'm I'm okay with this. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know if there are casual Jay Z fans that also watch football. Nah. I don't know if that's gonna cross over, you know. Um But yeah, you just, he's yeah. got a D Snyder is um what he's gotta understand is it's a greatest hits type thing, a mixtape yeah. almost type thing when you're playing rock music at a football game. You're not playing all ACDC. You're not playing all Metallica. You're playing one Metallica song, one ACDC one, song. One act, I like. it would be a give it to the old guys, but another act I would want to see because they would have the songs, mm-hmm. Van Halen. That would be very interesting to see them do it. Cause, and they're, 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 well, all these guys are pretty old. Let's just Their lyrics honest, aren't, they're, they don't have dark lyrics. They don't. Or not no. a whole lot of dark lyrics. Uh, some of them are nonsensical. <laughs> Like jump, jump makes, makes no sense to me. At all. <laughs> no but you sense. know, just imagine but, an arena, Super Bowl Sunday, and you just hear the all you have to play is just the opening notes. Yeah, and that whole stadium will just. And then they can make you know they can easily stage it, get some trampolines yeah, or something, have people jumping yeah. all over the stage. Yeah, I I heard that song, I think I heard that song six times in Mexico. I'm not even joking. <laughs> like I heard bands cover it. I heard it on the loudspeaker. Everywhere I I think at the white party on Friday night I heard it like it was I was like Jesus do people here just love that song but there that's that appeal they have international appeal <laughs> they're still touring in Tokyo like they're just that that now okay and these Snyder didn't even mention that and those are his contemporaries yeah. so why did he not mention them that's told that is a band with international appeal and they could still like imagine and it could hot be for teacher <laughs> it could be it could be uh, Van Halen or Van Hagar, really? Yeah. Well, because well, Van Halen's touring now with with um, David Lee Roth. David Lee Roth. Okay. Well, and he's an ex- and he's an exciting person, who, whoever, but you don't have to worry about him not showing up. Who, whoever's <laughs> the lead singer at the time. Yeah. Well, I, from what I someone told me the other day, Gary Sharon just shows up all the time. <laughs> so I guess in case like when it, someone flakes, he's like, I know the songs, and it's like, but no one likes you. <laughs> so. I actually, that's not a bad idea because he, you get the charisma of an Axl Rose, but the dependability of a David Lee Roth. He will show up and he will even show when out. You, even when you didn't ask him to. Yeah, he'll, he'll just he'll, be there. He'll be there. <laughs> like he, shit, he might show up if, um, if Axl Rose doesn't show up. He's like, ah, I know enough of the songs. I can get through the set. <laughs> <laughs> and he just goes out there and does it. So, uh, you know what? I might, well, when was this? Because I would, I would totally retweet, um, Retweet at D. Snyder and ask him why didn't you mention Van Halen? That actually would be an exciting. Well, I've seen their live concert. Well, I they guess the, they show. don't have the original original line. Like the bass player is his son now. Yeah, it, it, it's it's uh, Wolf Eddie's Gang. son. Yeah, is the bass player Wolfgang and uh, I think Alex is still on drums. Eddie's of course is on guitar, and they got David Lee Roth. He's been I think he's been touring with them maybe the past seven years or so. Okay. So, um, yeah, somehow they made up and, you know, got back together. What, uh, I know this is this is off topic, but I just wondered, did Eddie Van Halen just have a, a son just as like, I got to get Michael out of here? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised when, because, when, when like. When Wolfgang is like two years old, he <laughs> just hits He was face. young when he joined them. He was yeah, under he was like 18. 15. Yeah, he was young. So it's just like. As soon it's like you know what man, as soon as you're your mom allows this, <laughs> you're coming on tour with us. It's like he's only fifteen. 
And did you hear how good he is? I would have been playing at fifteen if my mom let. You. <laughs> Do you want to be like you would be like my you would be like Nana? Huh? <laughs> Oh, God. This is like, yeah, as soon as this kid can walk, he's going to replace Michael Anthony. <laughs> as soon as he can walk. Um, da, da. But, All right, you're in. <laughs> uh, but back back to J-Lo and, and Shakira. Um, the songs that I guess they would have to do for, a, like, the, the songs that were popular in America. Yeah. I think J-Lo's got to do... Um, Gotta do Jenny from the block. Yeah, you gotta do. If you had my love. If you had my love, waiting for tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see her. As a matter of fact, I could see her closing with waiting for tonight. Because in the video's got the countdown theme, and you can like bring that that motif yeah. back from the video and have a clock going. I, I could see that happening. Uh, I'm real, and there's mm-hmm. got to be an appearance from Ja Rule. <laughs> it's got to happen. Are you Ellie? And then he's like, boom. Are you Ellie? <laughs> boom. <laughs> he jumps out again. What's my name? <laughs> yeah, I could I could totally see that. Um, yeah, I could see that happening. Um, and Because uh, she can still dance, too, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah that's going to – her part of the show will be excellent. I'm I'm – and this will coincide with, you know, I, I feel like she's going to get um, a Golden Globe or Oscar nomination for Hustlers, even though I don't know if the movie's actually that good. <laughs> <laughs> but this is this is like the career performance uh, from J-Lo, according to, you know, some people who have seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and- is this her comeback then? Kind of like it, it, this is for her what it was to Lady Gaga, because people are like, oh, I don't know about Lady Gaga anymore. Then she comes out there, she kills it, and boom, she gets her second win in her career. So yeah. is I guess this would be JLo's like fourth win, I guess. Like, like oh like man, that. she still got the sauce. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um and then with Shakira, uh, whenever, wherever. Yeah. Um Did she have a World Cup song? Yeah. She's gotta do that. I I don't know if they'll let her do that. Uh but possible. Wrong sport. The one where the <laughs> um the video was animated, I can't remember. Uh, what the name of the song is, but that that might work for the Spanish speaking audience. Too, my goodness. And then, um, hips don't lie. You gotta have that. And then Wyclef shows. Yeah, up. gotta have that. Let's see. I don't. I don't know as much about her. Um, as so you got whenever wherever hips don't lie, waka waka this time for Africa. I think that's the world. That's okay. the World Cup song. Um. What are her other singles, though? <laughs> um, I will say this, though, and I see it on here. Did, have you ever seen her um, MTV Unplugged? No. It was actually very good. She had a lot of Spanish stuff in it, but very good. Um, yeah, underneath their clothes? I don't know. That kind of. No, you, no. You, that's no. too many. Not, uh, not, for the, not for the NFL yeah. audience. No. Beautiful Liar, Give It Up to. A lot of these songs, she didn't chart a lot. Um. Big in Australia. <laughs> uh, objection, Tango. That's the uh, or it's called. I Tan remember Miso, the, Okay, Tan I remember that song. That's the or, or that might just be the other single. No, no, no. Same word. Same. I mean, same song. Same song. But uh, there was a video for that to where it's animated to where her man's cheating on her. Okay. She turns into a superhero and beats up the other girl or something like that. <laughs> it was on that uh, making the video. Okay. <laughs> it was on that. The classic um, series making the video. Yeah. <laughs> Which I felt like was not. Uh, and she might do. She enough. might do. She Wolf. I hope she does. She Wolf. She Wolf's my favorite song by her. Um. And 
that's 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 about that's about it. So I mean, like we're talking about the the whole show is probably like twenty minutes, <clears throat> accounting and then counting the the setup and the the strike, thirty minutes. That's the Super Bowl halftime is is longer. But I'm just wondering, like, what made them pair them together? Because the first thing I, I saw when I when I googled this is J Lo does not need Shakira to do this. And I absolutely I don't agree. Shakira, I don't think Shakira needs J-Lo. Yeah, like it's, why are they pairing them? I mean, like, but you would think Shakira more for a soccer event rather yeah. than the NFL. Yeah, like she tr- she has true international but appeal. Is, but this is for, this is this is kind of local. Kind of local as far as you have a, a big um, Latin community in South Florida. But most of it's Cuban. I, yeah. I don't know. Um, and then like Haiti, see, and because of the Haiti part, that's why you gotta have hips don't lie with Wyclef. Yeah. So I, that's why I think he's gonna be there. And uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised. And I thought I thought he was gonna be the guy. I thought Pitbull was gonna be the guy. Me too. I think everyone thought he was gonna be the guy. <laughs> I, I think he's gonna. He has a song with Shakira. He might make an appearance then. Okay. I think he has a song with J Lo too. So. Yeah, I, I don't know why him. you don't get him. And I, I know he gets a lot of flack, but he's an incredible performer. And I think he he himself could carry that Super Bowl halftime show, and it would be excellent. I don't know if you've seen his um his New Year's Eve special that he did one year. It was incredible. Like, he was up there just going in. Looked like he was, like, just I was in a and suit. And he's doing a whole show? Like, okay, you got to perform for, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. That's, it's it easy. would be a party. That made no <laughs> – maybe he was too expensive. I don't know. They were like, "How much you want?" He's like, "I'm Mister 305." You gotta. Well, they don't pay him. Oh yeah, he they, wanna... don't, they don't pay the people who do the halftime that. show. It's, uh, it's voluntary. They only that. they they only pay for the um the production of the show, mm-hmm. and I think travel. I'm surprised. That I... Everything else is put up by. Why well, I feel like it's put up by that artist record company. That's you know that though, that actually kind of. That's something that needs to be explored. <laughs> How I mean, are they getting away with that? I mean, the NFL doesn't. NFL they don't try cheap. to. They don't try to pay for anything. If yeah. you want to do anything with the NFL, you got to pay them. Yeah. The 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 military pays to do all the stuff with the flag and the yeah. jets flying over. They pay the NFL to do that. That that and I know we, that came up back when and, and Coldplay was going to do it and. Someone turned them down because they wanted money, but like that, that the more I think about it, that kind of blows my mind. You're getting the biggest artists in the world, and they're doing this for free. Yeah. What else do they do for free? I can't imagine there's much. I mean, I think they make it up on in other ways that we don't see. Yeah. Like um, exposure. <laughs> <laughs> like there, like Beyonce did like a ten minute show for a birthday party in Dubai and got two million dollars at least for it so they I mean they they find other ways as far as performing to make money yeah but also like also consider that like when I say the NFL wants you to pay for stuff yeah um well, they with, wanted with, a percentage with, of the with oh. all these stores and you know doing promotions around the Super Bowl they can't say Super Bowl they oh, yeah, have to that's say the big game, the big game. Because you don't have the rights to say Super Bowl, which is just or how hilarious. if you want your commercial played during the broadcast, 
the price is going up and up every year. It's probably yeah. like four or five million dollars right now. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Or if you like, and, and I made, I saw. Well, this is one of my old posts on Facebook from a couple. Uh, well, a couple of days ago, I saw it, but it was from like eight, nine years ago, and it still happens. When you see these commercials for like, um, for Best Buy or any anybody any place that sells TVs, <clears throat> yeah. And they're talking about, hey, you can watch the big game, yeah. but they can't show NFL clips. They're showing clips from the USFL, which <laughs> folded 35 years ago, yeah. or uh, any given Sunday, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was 20 years ago. So how much did you th- think it was for ad now, you said? Uh, it's. I feel like it's going to be like four or five, but it was at least it's at least at three now. It's five million. Five, oh, in 2019, five? it was 5.1 to 5.3. For a thirty-second commercial. Thirty-second commercial. The NFL, they don't try to pay for anything. That's why, like the NFL, every time, like with NF, uh, NBA free agency, there's some NFL players who are jealous. Like how Chris Middleton gets seventy million dollars. I'm Julio Jones. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I can't get seventy million dollars. All fairness, though, I, I really like Chris Middleton. I think he's a glue guy. <laughs> he's a, hey, he's a good player. He's and a good two-way also, player. <laughs> also, uh, fewer, uh, fewer players. In the NBA, then in the NFL. In the NFL, we're talking true, about yeah. 4,000 guys. Yeah. In the NBA, it's a 13, 400 guys. roster <laughs> <laughs> across 32 teams. Um, yeah, that's just, that's, yeah. But no, I, I do like Chris Middleton and I, I do like the Bucks. Um, and, and I hope that they, uh, they make some noise this year. I am so ready for basketball. <laughs> Uh, training camp starts next week. Yeah, so. media days were today. I saw Kyrie Irving talking and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the but. Hawks one is on Monday. I won't be able to go. But oh, that sucks. Yeah. I was looking forward to pictures and videos. Yeah. Um, let's get to the charts here. Um, the Hot 100. These are the songs. Top 10 songs. Number one. Still number one. It was number one last week. Truth Hurts by Lizzo. Lizzo. Uh, number two. Senorita by Canadian John Mayer. And the artist formerly known as Fifth Harmony. Uh, number three, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Number four, Someone You Love by Louis Capaldi. Who? Uh, I've heard this song. Um, it, I've never heard of this person. It's uh, for those people who just broke up with somebody and they feel like crying. They put this song on, even though you're only like 14 years old. This is song they put on. And I feel like it got popular through TikTok with like people just filming themselves crying. I was, was going to say, is there a, a, a heartbreak challenge or something? <laughs> she looks, he well, he, because at first I thought I was a woman, looks like one of the members of the Indigo Girls. But, um, <laughs> I, and I feel bad saying that. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Anyway, um, well, Lil Nas X officially not a one hit wonder. Panini yeah. is number five. Which is a very catchy song. <laughs> like this guy can write some hooks, man. Uh, number six, "Ransom" by Lil Tecca. He is not retired yet. Uh, number seven, "No Guidance" by Mr. Finna B. Mean, featuring the perpetual Kentucky recruit and JLo's ex. Uh, <laughs> number eight, "Goodbyes" by Post Malone, Sirius Malone, featuring Young Thug. Number nine, "Circles" by Sirius Malone, and number ten. It's still in the top ten. Old Town Road. <laughs> Old Town oh, Road. God. Hanging out Lil in the top Tekka. ten. That it, it Lil Tecca makes me think of when Bill Murray announced his retirement from basketball in the Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> Go out undefeated. Undefeated untied. Yes. 
All right, uh, these are the albums, top ten albums. This debuted at number one, I believe, last week. We didn't do an episode. Uh, no, no. Um, yeah, it was, it was number one last week. Yeah, it, it debuted at number one, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this week, still number one, Hollywood's Bleeding by Sirius Malone. It's a very dark title, but okay. Number two, debuting at number two, three by the Lumineers. Yeah, they're still around. Uh, they made more songs in that <laughs> Hey Ho or Ho Hey song. Um, hey Ho. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this moved up. It fell, and then it came back up, I guess. Um, it was number two last week. I think it fell to, like, number it, – it fell, and then it – yeah, it came back up. Uh, There's, like, a lot of people in that band to make that song. Yeah. It's like five people. You need five hey, people to write that? You need them to clap on the song. I guess, because I don't hear anything. I don't hear five instruments in that song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Someone's hey. got to clap. Someone's got to play the big bass drum. <laughs> the uh, washboard. <laughs> the, the brown jug. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect to the Lumineers. I don't know them. I don't know them like that. I don't, I don't even know what whatever what song you got, you got out right now. Um, number three, Lover by the Fake News of Pop Music. Number four, So Much Fun by Young Thug. Number five, We Love You, Tekka by Tekka, by Lil Tekka. <laughs> Sorry. That... Do you love him enough to keep him out of retirement? That, Some... That's what he wants to know. We got to try. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, Because I Love You by Lizzo. Number seven, When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go by Billie Eilish. Num- debuting at number eight, The Nothing by Korn. Huh. All right. They're still in the league. <laughs> number nine, uh, Indigo by Mr. Finna B. Mean. And number 10, 7, an EP by Lil Nas X. And that has been helped because it was number 17 last week. It has been helped by the success of Panini. Why you being such a meanie? <laughs> <laughs> and let's look at the Artist 100. Well, he's got the uh, he's got the number one album. He's got two songs in the top 10. So he's number one this week. And he was number one last week. Sirius Malone. Uh, people got to take him seriously, man. Yeah. Everyone he's uh, he's on fire. Uh, unranked last <laughs> week. <laughs> but they put out a new album. So that those are the rules. Number two is the Lumineers. Yeah. Number three. Y'all better get it, man. The y'all. fake news of pop music. <laughs> uh, number four, Lizzo. Number five, Billie Eilish. Number six, Khalid. Number seven, Luke Combs. Number eight, the most influential artist in black music. Number nine, the perpetual Kentucky recruit. And number 10, the Canadian John Mayer. I've seen some videos from Luke Combs concerts. Um, This dude looks like he has the most fun on stage. (laughs) Like he's up there like. He's happy to be there, man. He'll put his guitar (laughs) down and like let other other people playing. He's like got moonshine out. He's just like, (laughs) he is like, yeah, he has that like, I might not get back here. So. Let's that's how, that's how he played his shows when he was just doing like, you know, the small bars. Yeah. And stuff. He was like playing to like, you know, the 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 mansion or off campus. He's like, bring me some moonshine, man. This is TC Rose. Show. I was like, this guy looks like he is he is one of those like the money ain't changed me. It just buys me more moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh God. <laughs> Drink on. Drink on. Uh, one more thing we want to get to here is that um, 
we talk about, you know, we use streaming. Um, that's how we listen to music primarily. Um, anyone, uh, you can ask probably someone under the age of, I think we say 25 now. Show them a CD and they have no idea what they're Is looking at. Is that a at. coaster? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a frisbee? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, have you seen those video? Ever see those videos where um, some a parent hands their kid like a, a Walkman and a cassette player, and they just and like this has music on it. Here you go, <laughs> and they just try to like they're just like begging them against each other. <laughs> Like, how do you hear, like, do you, what, how? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to pull up that story again about the, uh, from, is it the one on Rolling Stone? Yeah. Okay. I can't find it. Uh, well, there is a story, uh, well, Lil Nas X for, Old Town Road, he sampled a Nine Inch Nails song. Which is just absurd, but yeah. <laughs> and um, on, he's being sued, I think, by Bobby Caldwell's manager for sampling a song for another track, uh, which was before Old Town Road. And Fiona Apple, uh, he sampled a Fiona Apple song and which uh, she is asking, where's my money? Hmm. <sighs> Clear so, samples. You got to clear your samples, kids. I'm telling you, someone. And th- th- I mean, if he goes broke, this may be the reason. Someone needs to um, do a documentary on the Verve. <laughs> like, you mm-hmm. got to clear samples, man. Like, if there's anything you're going to do, you got to clear samples. And even though that uh, with the Verve, they sampled a Rolling Stones song, but it wasn't the Rolling Stones recording that they sampled. Yeah. And the Rolling Stones like came after them hard. Yeah. And it took twenty five years for the yeah. For the courts to say, Okay, enough. Yeah. You got you gotta along with re- like that's I know we give advice on this show, even though we've never been in the music industry, but the we always say reach your contracts, clear your samples. You gotta clear your samples. Clear your samples. like that's just I don't know. So that's that's messed up. I hope. Um, well, I mean, I can't even say that. I hope he wins. Like he clearly if you didn't clear your sample, then that is that's pretty cut and dry, I would assume. Yeah. Um, unless you I, I guess maybe unless you can show that you tried to clear the sample and you were just unsuccessful. But if you didn't even try, um, they can take as you know, the Rolling Stone show, they can take everything. Verve didn't make a dime off of that song. So. That, that's a career. That's a career changer right there. Um, I'm trying to find the song that he sampled. Uh, Twenty five million dollars is is pretty high as well for a song that hasn't really isn't in the public consciousness. Okay, so this is his song. It's called Kim Jong. Okay. So it's her song every single night. 
By Bobby Caldwell? By Fiona Apple. Oh, Fiona Apple, okay. So he sped it up. Those that section, they just sped up. So yeah, I mean, like it's. If it's I wonder. Uh, so, because I know the Old Town Road beat he bought. Yeah. So I wonder. Then my other question now is: it, Does he know if these samples have been cleared? Because I would just assume that the sample of the Nine Inch Nails well, song with was the cleared. Nine Inch Nails, it was it was clear. Well, they got they had writing credit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it was cleared. Um, okay. And the, then, but I think with the Bobby Caldwell sample and the Fiona Apple sample, these this was before yeah. this EP came out. Then I'm wondering that, that like, did, I don't know if he released it anywhere. Like yeah. I don't know if he's like if it's being distributed anywhere. Well, I would also wonder too then if he bought these beats, like he bought Old Town Road. Was the beat was it was it cleared? Did the person who he bought it from say there's a sample in it, but it's clear? Like how does that work? That's I, I'm curious about that. Well, the 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 person that he bought it from, mm-hmm. they would clear the sample. Yeah, so I'm just because wondering they're like, making money off of selling the beat. Well, I'm wondering if they told him, "Oh yeah, sample's cleared," or if even because like they got that's, it, that that that's that information obscure. should be presented. Yeah, when they buy it, because that's that sample's the one you just played is obscure. I've never, I've never heard the song before. It's from an album that came out in 2012, "The Idler Wheel." I didn't even know Fiona Apple was still making music. Yeah, like that's. So like I I can kind of see how maybe if you were a little Nas X and you're in the business of buying your beats from people, um, because I mean honestly until the song was researched, how many people knew that Old Town Road had a Nine Inch Nail sample in it? You know the Nine Inch Nail fans. The- <laughs> That's all. And Richard Patrick because he probably still holds a grudge. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Tell me to deliver pizzas. Like, that sounds like Trent. Yeah, that's 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 Trent Reznor. That's I I know I know his style anywhere, as he's delivering um, a pizza. <laughs> you skip over the streaming star. I wanted to, I wanted to get your take on this because I, I saw this earlier today actually. So uh, Coach K, not the Duke basketball coach, not him. Okay. Uh, <laughs> coach K, who is uh, the founder of the record label Quality Control, and they just put out a compilation album. Um, uh, they work with Migos, Lil Yachty, Lil Baby. Um, I think the baby and uh, I can't remember who else, but they've got, they got a compilation album out. That's doing pretty well. Um, but during, uh, the hip hop summit, uh, Pete, uh, Diddy's, uh, hip hop summit, uh, they were having discussion about entrepreneurship and social justice and economic empowerment. They talked a little bit about radio promotion. Mm-hmm. So coach K, he said, Everything costs money. It's the way of life. Radio is no different. Oh, well, that that's the article saying the radio is different. When you sign an artist, they're like, when am I going to do radio? And then the executive, uh, well, then like someone will tell them to take a record that y'all see on the radio <clears throat> to become number one. That's $200,000. Mm. So that doesn't surprise me because I've heard in every circle that I've researched that it still goes on. It's just quieter. Yeah, and when when we when uh, that was a, probably two years ago at yeah. least our payola episode, mm-hmm. um, basically it comes down to it the the DJ doesn't have the control. Yeah, the people who own the station. Yeah, have the control. 
Um, but he didn't. He didn't. He didn't elaborate on on how that money is spent. Yeah. Um, and yeah, because he can just go. Oh, that's marketing costs. <laughs> he could go back and say that, but I wholeheartedly believe you're still. There are still record companies that get paid certain amounts because of even though it is a little easier nowadays for a completely independent artist to break through, it's still very tough. Um, to to unless you're like a, a really big regional act, it's still tough to break through. And the fact that we hear the same playlists over and over, if we even bother, when's the last time you listened to radio? Exactly. <laughs> I think like one night I was doing Uber and it was the night that um, Everything is Love, the Jay-Z, Beyonce album came mm-hmm. out. And because someone wanted to listen to the radio and as soon as I turned to it, that radio station was playing the entire album. Wow. But okay. this was uh, like one in the morning. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a minute. Like, but the playlists that was what, are a year ago, two yeah, years ago, roughly about a year and a half. Uh, the playlists are yeah. getting smaller. Um, so I imagine, like, yeah, two hundred thousand dollars probably used to be more. But a, <laughs> that a, sounds uh, about right. It says here that uh, artists can still buy their way onto playlists. They said a format like AAA, which is uh, I don't I don't know what AAA is. I've heard of Triple J, but I've not heard of AAA. Um. I, it looks like this is a station that plays a lot of alternative. Okay. Um, $500 average. Because I've also heard that the big thing now is to get placement on these uh, sponsored playlists. Yeah. Uh, That's the big thing now. I also add to you that um, on the hot adult contemporary in the top 40, could be 1000 to 2000 depending on the competition. Uh, to get on urban radio... Um, a hundred thousand to one hundred twenty-five thousand. Good lord! So, Coach K say two hundred thousand. You know that's how it. That's how much it might take to. Uh, but there also is a book here um, called Hitman: Power Brokers and Fast Money Inside the Music Business. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frederick Dannon has detailed history of radio pay for play. He writes that it costs more than three hundred and fifty thousand dollars to get Semisonic's closing time significant airplay in alternative top 40 and AC formats. The, and I believe but the that. song did not become a top 10 hit. That didn't become a top 10 hit? No. I felt like it was everywhere. <laughs> everywhere on VH1. <laughs> wow. So it's funny because that, that that's exactly what I thought back when Radio was a bigger deal. You could charge more. Now it's all about getting on the playlist. I knew I know a band called um, Vibe. Um, they're a local band, and I have no clue if they will ever hear this. But their music's pretty good. Like it's it's good music. It's you know pop, but like um, they were able to get on an Atlanta sponsored playlist, I believe, and like their plays just went up. Their streams on Spotify went way What's up. What's interesting is that. Um I don't know if who some people think I am. Like I have a lot of playlists on Spotify, but I'm 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 not anybody. <laughs> I've been getting emails from like I have a an Elton John covers. Yeah. I have I subscribe I, I don't to that know, one. I don't know how many covers, artist covers playlists I have. I subscribe to a lot. But <laughs> I got I get Facebook messages from these artist managers. Really? It was like, hey, I, I was uh, checking out your Elton John covers playlist, <laughs> and 
I was wondering if you could add this artist's cover of this song. Um, I, I can pull up one right now. Because <laughs> I don't... Get that, get that pail of money, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, according to uh, Coach I K... I got to find a way to monetize this. According to Coach K, uh, that's 200 grand. <laughs> um, well, let me pull it up. Okay. It says... Uh, okay, here's another one. Um, what did they say? Okay. Uh, I came across your Spotify profile and your Michael Jackson's covers playlist is killer. (laughs) (laughs) I work with a number of independent artists to bring them more exposure on Spotify. I happen to be working with a client that has a Jackson five melody. Let me know if you're interested in hearing it and I will send it your way. Because they want you to put them on the, they won't be, they want me to put that song in the play. Like, but what does it it mean to be on my playlist? Well, do you have a lot of people subscribing to that playlist? No. Mm. Then I want. I don't. Mm. Like, I may have one or two subscribers. And I'm probably one of them. (laughs) (laughs) So. We need Ben Watts to hear this song. (laughs) (laughs) Benjamin Watts? Yeah, he needs to hear this song. (laughs) But someone else, someone else uh, sent me one about um, Elton John. There's one, there's a, someone sent me a message about my Billy Joel playlist. They're good playlists. I mean, but that's and just funny. Someone sent me one about Fleetwood Mac. I think it was like right after the Fleetwood Mac episode we did. Because this had me wondering, oh, have the playlist been getting a lot of, you know, support and people, but no. Okay. That's, that's funny. It's Greg so, makes good playlists though, people. If you're not his friend on Spotify, do it. He makes some good playlists. I, I would be a billionaire if I were paid to curate these playlists <laughs> like I have. So, yeah. Um, but uh, just like the caption in the Instagram video, let's see if we can hear the clip. But it just says you got to pay to play. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Because everything costs money. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's the way of life. I mean, shit. To live, you have to eat. You have to have shelter. You have to clothe So you got to think. With the music, it's, a, it's, it's, it's another step to it. You know, like, if you're trying to break a record and you want to take it all the way, I'll just give you guys some game. If you want to get your record on radio, because that's the first thing an artist, when you sign, I'm like, so, when am I going on radio? Yeah, what they got to do? To take a record that y'all see on the radio become number one, that's $200,000. $200,000 to get on the radio? That's 200000 I don't hear no rich ass folks. They got quiet. <laughs> That's two chains. First time y'all got quiet. I think I can rap. I can rap. Two hundred thousand. Man, you got their attention. Yeah, two hundred thousand to get on the radio. All right. So yeah, that mm-hmm. was uh, that was two chains uh, also with Coach K, um, Lil Yachty, and I don't know who that other guy was, but um, I couldn't recognize. He was turned to the side, but. Uh, so much yeah, that's part of that was part of the summit that they were talking about there, and you know there are also like there's a there's another like kind of sort of game going on as far as with art, and this especially happens in hip hop to where these guys are you will see a guy streaming on YouTube and or Twitch or something, and how people are taking donations. Um, he's getting people to pay for them to, for him to play their song on his stream. Mm. And he'll review it, so mm. they're paying him to review their song. I hear that a lot too. I, I, and I like 
There's a lot of there's companies that and will some do that people for you. do it like it, it could be anybody like I don't know who this guy is. Yeah. I don't know how much he knows about music. I don't know how respected he is, but he has this stream. And I don't know if all this stuff is being fabricated <laughs> to show that, hey, my feedback matters. Yeah. So um, and that's part of why we say we'll, we'll do it for absolutely free if you want us to play your song. Yeah. Um, just so, you know, we like putting people up on stuff. We're just so maybe blokes. we should monetize it because, you know, maybe we'll we'll we can be tastemakers. Yeah, I think we could be tastemakers. I think we both have very diverse tastes in music, especially for two urban guys from Atlanta. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, um, there was a company called Cab. Um, I don't know if they're still around, but they like that was one of their things. Like you send them their music and they did placements, they did reviews and they had a whole structure of payment for how you could do it. And that made me what I figured it'd only be a matter of time before somebody in the industry who had a little bit of clout would be like, oh, I'll review your music for money. <laughs> and let you know, and because I know some people, and I can, you know, I can get it in front of people. Um, now, whether or not they're really doing that, I don't know. And Cab claimed to have actual, you know, industry insiders that were reviewing your music, so that you could know, you know, if it if you had a shot or whatever. So, um, but now, and that was when we were in college, so that was yeah. you know, ten, twelve ish years ago when I found out found out about them, and now more companies are popping up. Comp- more companies and more individuals are popping up. Whether they have any sort of pull or any sort of actual influence anywhere is, you know, but they don't have to if you just settle, tell them, hey, you're almost there. <laughs> then it doesn't matter that I didn't get you on the yeah, radio. Because, I mean, there are a lot, there are plenty of artists, and I know it's another little tangent, but the point is, is that there are a lot of artists who just want to put music out there yeah, and don't really pay too much attention to the business side yeah. that's involved. So, it's easy for um, artists to be taken advantage of in a lot of ways. Like there's a show that I, that I work on um, to where it's uh, one guy, he is a, he's a promoter and the other guy, he's an artist, but he also works with independent artists Mm -hmm. um, and he hosts showcases, you know, getting other independent artists on. He's trying to build that way by having other artists along with doing his own music. And a lot of things that they talk about is that, It'll be little things like, um, it's like, I'll meet an artist and, you know, the first thing I ask them is the, the, everything, every time he asks them, okay, what are they working on as far as, are they working on new music? Mm -hmm. Are they trying to put a tour together? Mm -hmm. Are they doing showcases? Are they sending their music out? How are they promoting? Is it through social media? Is it, um, do they have, is it a street team? Is it kind of like a guerrilla campaign or something like that? How are you, how are you promoting yourself? Yeah. You can't just do the music. You got to promote yourself too because yeah. that's how you're going to get seen. Yeah. That was I I always felt like that was why artists needed managers because they were just artists. And and, and part of that it says like if you are if you're not doing all of that stuff, if mm-hmm. you're not promoting yourself or making music videos or doing showcases or doing these little tours or anything like that, why do you have a manager? Some have a manager yeah. and they're not doing any of that stuff. Yeah, your manager's got to work for you. Your man- it's your manager's job to get your name out there. And I don't think – so. and this is not even I don't think. This is true. That's not talked about enough when it comes to um, music history, pop- popular music history, mm-hmm. the managers. 
people don't talk about, and I didn't, I didn't really think about it until I listened to the Rock and Roll Archaeology podcast. Shout out to them. I don't know if they'll ever listen, but they, it was a really good podcast. And they talk about the work that the Beatles' early managers did for them and getting their name out there and all that stuff. And that's the job of your manager. You're an artist. You've got to focus on making the music. It's the manager's job to get out there and promote you, to get you shows, to get you in front of the right, the right people. Colonel Tom Parker, <laughs> he knew what he wanted. If I can find a white guy who can sing the black man's blues, and when he found him, <laughs> he promoted the hell out of him to make his money. I don't know if he made a and billion like of, he because, thought, and, but he made a lot. <laughs> and that's like, and sometimes you got to have managers that think a little differently. Yeah. Like him, it's like, okay, you want to find a white man. Yeah, who can sing who's, black who, folk music. Who's good looking. Yeah. And have him do black music. Yeah. He can he can he can dance well enough. He he, he, <laughs> he can be controversial enough yes. to where the kids will buy it. Yep. The parents say, "No, you can't buy that." Oh, I'm going to find Oh, I'm going to I'm going to buy it. I'm going to watch him on Ed Sullivan. I don't care if it's not showing his hips and legs. Gonna... So he's got the street cred. <laughs> yeah. And uh and it was kind of the wild west as far as like okay, you hear the the song Hound Dog, yeah. you think Elvis. You're not thinking Big Mama Thornton. Nope. They, they straight stole that song. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So you got to have managers that think differently. Like, oh, if we do this, yep. like, people will eat it up. But some managers are just, there are there there are some managers out there who just want to be seen. Yeah, you can't, you got to be creative. Or, or they, or, or create the, uh, create the illusion that they are doing something. Mm-hmm. Like, I know a manager. She manages. Um, she manages Bobby V, uh, One Twelve, and Scarface. Mm-hmm. Now, they've come out with some new music recently. Yeah. Uh, but it's not like blowing up on the radio and on the charts and everything. But one, people are buying it or listening <laughs> to it, streaming it. Yeah. Somebody, somebody's buying it because they, you know, because they continue to work. Yeah. And they're going out on tour. They're so they. Bobby V was on the Millennium tour, I think. Mm. Or somebody was that that she manages was on was on that tour with B two K and mm. and whoever else is on there Chingy Lloyd you know, all those guys so they were on that tour so they're still getting work so even if they're like <laughs> not he was on <laughs> so even if they're not blowing up on the Billboard charts they still have the they're still promoting themselves they're still marketing and branding and making music videos just getting their name out there. To where, okay, we're going to go on this. Uh, we want you to be on this national tour. Mm-hmm. So, but some people are thinking like, um, some people are thinking in terms of just putting the music out there and thinking that's enough. No, there's other no, stuff. There's yeah. a lot of other work involved. You got to be creative. And I would say to all the managers or budding managers out there, um, Looking to see what some of these, like the 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 biggest artists in history, you can still, I mean, like as as kind of appropriation esque as what Colonel Tom Parker said and did. Check out what some of these old managers did because a lot of that stuff still applies today. And but it's hard. The thing that's hard when I talked about this with somebody the other day that it's hard for young people to uh, have an appreciation for old thing, for yeah. history. Just for history in general, um, there's a story about this Long Island uh, middle school teacher 
to where instead of trying to teach the class about slavery and the Civil War era, she got black and white pictures of slaves and asked the class to write funny captions. So basically, she the, the class assignment was to, to make memes about slavery. Let me play devil's advocate here. When, when did this happen? Like last week. So there's a there's a fine line between uh, I, I want to see you try this trying to relate to people today, <laughs> like today's youth, and um, not understanding the gravity of the situation. And if I'm gonna give her credit, let me guess: is she the color of the palm of my hand? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I understand. That was kind of, I felt like that was a given. Um, I think that was her. I'm going to say in my, in her heart of hearts, she was probably just trying to find a way to relate to these youths. Um, and I just made a little, it's like youths, like, yeah, I'll have one drug, please. You have seen my cousin Vinny, youths. I'll have one drug, please. What was that, uh, that meme, Steve Buscemi? <laughs> Hello, fellow youths. How are you today? <laughs> Someone uh, posted this picture of uh, there was the if you've seen the video of when uh, Sierra braided Russell Wilson's hair. No, but that sounds hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, like it was the he he was making an Instagram video right after she did it, mm-hmm. but someone took like a screenshot of it and so said Russell Wilson looks like <laughs> looks like he goes up to drug dealers and like uh, I would like two drugs, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah you can't meme slavery though i mean you, i mean technically you can do whatever you want you can do it but it's not appropriate no. <laughs> no. oh god and on the other side uh one another point that we're making we'll, we'll get to ben's earworm of the week um that the the show that i work on that they made is that a lot of times record companies don't want to hear like you ever hear like you know, like these artists like in the 80s and 90s working on their demo mm-hmm. and sending it to every record company in town. Uh, they'll be like yeah. they'll be like a full album. Yeah. Record companies don't want to hear that. Nope. They don't want to hear a full album. They want a single. <laughs> want, yeah, it's a, a single and you better have max three songs mm-hmm. and even that's a risk. You gotta have you gotta have social media presence, um, and you've got you essentially got to be the finished product. And you and like you know, I, I would I think the last artist to to do this, the most recent artist to do this and to be successful is J Cole as far as making entire mixtapes mm-hmm. before they get signed. Yeah, that's done. <laughs> no more full 10, 12 song mixtapes. Yeah. At max, like the EP, which is you know five to seven songs, yeah. And but like I said, even that's a risk if you're if you're trying to get signed. Yeah, record companies won't go past track one. Yeah, so it's a it's a singles culture, and the album can come later, but you may not necessarily need it. Yeah. Um, so that's another uh, less for the aspiring artists out there. But managers need to think outside the box. Yeah, you got to think outside the box. And because it's about branding. And, and a lot of these independent artists have started like clothing lines, like making their own T-shirts and hats and yeah. stuff <laughs> just to get their name out there. They make that money. And, you know, it they're not signing any yeah. 360 deals that Diddy's going to leech off of. Mm-hmm. Um, I, also saw, I also saw a post that Diddy is the only bad boy artist 
to have more than three albums on the label. I can believe that. He sucks your soul out and he just boop. Yeah. And if he can't, if he, if he, if he's really wanting to try, he'll send to prison. <laughs> he'll send to prison. Let me stop. <laughs> oh God. All right. So Ben, tell us about your earworm of the week. Um. So this is a song I just wanted to. I, Greg has not heard this song, correct? I have not heard it. I just want to get his honest reaction. It's a short song. Um, I heard about this on shout out to black people Twitter on Reddit. Um, someone said that they, the name of the song is Jesus is the one. And someone said, when I, I read this tweet, someone said, I sent the song Jesus is the one to my father who is a pastor. And he blocked me. <laughs> oh, my God. So. I immediately went to go find the song <laughs> when I read that. Um, and you'll hear why. All right. So this is Jesus is the one. And you got to play the whole thing. It's, it's, yeah. Okay. It's like a Radiohead album. It's meant to be heard in its entirety. <laughs> uh, this Jesus is the one parenthesis. I got depression by Zach Fox. <laughs> and I'll be hearing this song for the first time. This is the unedited version, correct? Yes. Okay. And uh, we'll be right back. Hey, 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 bitch, you better praise God or I'm a shooting that's on God. I ain't playing by my Lord and Savior. I'm on my job. If you ain't a Christian, I'm going to stab you in the face. If it ain't about Jesus, I'm going to hit you with this cave. Jesus is the one. Hell yeah, praise Jesus Christ, nigga. Free Palestine, free Tay It's the trap game. Abraham Lincoln, four score and 16 bars ago. R.I.P. Betty White, she ain't dead before when she died, cause I know it's coming up. Oh, kitty! Hey, little bitch, how you not gonna fuck on a real nigga? Yeah, I'm getting paid, still late on my bills, nigga. Yo, bitch, at my crib, I just let her charge the iPhone. Ask me if these diamonds now, bitch, these some rhinestones. Armpit musty, Reeboks dusty, my show got canceled, cause white folks don't trust me. Now I'm in the strip club with glue on the bottom of my shoe, nigga, that's how I'm do. I'm stealing money from these bitches. I'm hitting licks year round like it's Christmas. I got addictions. I take the condom off and drug my nut. It's delicious. I want to get a whip and crash it in the white owned businesses. Hey. Hey, no. Nah, hold on. I got this hook. Hey. 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 I'm going to dip my balls into some thousand dollars dressing. Because I got depression. I'm going to avoid my taxes, then I'm going to get arrested. Cause I got depression I'ma rob my mama and I'ma spend the money on the old Chevy Cause I got depression Everybody know, nigga You need to learn your fucking lesson Nigga, I got depression Hey, shout out mental illness <laughs> Shout out mental illness Dude, if you got a mental illness, like, fucking turn up, dude. Like, seriously, dude Like, whatever the fuck you got going on, dude Fucking, you're medicated, you're not medicated, dude Like, seriously, fucking, bro I put my fucking... I put my dick in a bag of Doritos and made this nigga bitch suck the dust off the tip. <laughs> yeah. I actually, that very last line, Yeah, I heard that in an Instagram video. Oh, for the <laughs> very last line. I didn't know where it came from. Yeah. Uh, quite possibly the funniest song I've ever heard. Um, especially the line, I want to get a whip and crash into white-owned business. <laughs> um... Yeah, but then the <laughs> my balls was a thousand island, thousand island dressing because I, I got, got depression. depression. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I, I I think I listened to that like three times the first time I ever heard it. Kendra and I were dying. Like I read it just like one night, just sitting there. I was like, I gotta hear this song. 
Um, and now I see why his uncle or his father, whatever, blocked him because, yeah, that song is, yeah, four, four scoring 16 bars ago. So uh, this is uh, Zach Fox and Kenny Beats. And Kenny Beats has a YouTube channel. Yeah, I like the, I actually like the beat to that song, which is funny. And it was a freestyle on Kenny Beats' YouTube channel. And Zach Fox rapped over it in two different takes. Oh, nice. And they, they just stitched it together like that. Nice. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, oh man. Um, trying to see, what, what's my favorite line off this? Cancel my show because white folks don't trust me. Yeah, I'm going to dip my balls in some thousand dollars. <laughs> I got depression. And that's what, like, that line and that hook came out of left field. <laughs> like, I just, I, that is probably the definition of I wasn't ready for that one. I just was not ready. But then the, that you better praise God, I'm going to shoot you. That's all God. You're the Christian, I'm going to stab you in the face. <laughs> Everything about it is just, yeah. Free Palestine, free TK. This trap game, Emmerhead Blinken. R.I.P. Betty White, she ain't dead, but <laughs> yeah. oh, man. Oh, uh, oh yeah. man. Uh, yeah, find that on our um, BTTYC Airwars playlist uh, right now. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Um, wow. I get that reaction every time I play it for so because you're just not expecting it. It just It's just out of nowhere. It's Yeah, I can believe that's a freestyle. It was just it was all it was all over the place. But yeah, I, um, I heard that the the last two lines I heard that in Instagram video, and like, what was that? And then it was like that was the end of the video. So, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so I don't know where that came from. Oh man! All right, so uh, let's pivot and uh, <laughs> so uh, started the show with the song um, Lumen. Uh, What's the what's the name of this song? Uh oh, the uh oh song. <laughs> uh oh, that's all I can say. It's the uh oh song by um, Luma D. Never let you go or something like that. Yeah, um, we'll go with that because she just it's, like it's it's it was a tough listen then. It's a tough listen now. Yeah, uh, that's why I think that the A and R person uh, was her boyfriend, <laughs> and she was just she wanted to get on. She's like, she when are you gonna get me signed? When, when he's like, baby, I got, I'm trying to, I'm working this account right now. I'm working this account. There's some band out in Vegas called Panic at the Disco. I'm, I'm, I'm just, there's a lot going on, baby. There's a lot going on, you know. Someone even told me there's no one out there called the Killers. No, I want you to sign me. And as a result, he missed out on those two bands. <laughs> <laughs> someone else got them. Pete Wentz got them, <laughs> and he never forgave her. They broke up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, so um, uh, that was a she's a one hit wonder. I guess you considered that uh, from two thousand three. Yes, we. Oh, we good? Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, from two uh, we we're skipping two thousand two year of our Lord. as far as our one hit <laughs> wonders uh, that particular year of our Lord. Uh, we did graduate from high school. Whoop whoop. Uh, but man, the the one hit wonders were just so. It's a lean year. Yeah, Very there lean. there weren't that many, but also there weren't songs that we enjoyed. And I think throughout <laughs> this series, 
we want these there are at least songs, songs that we enjoyed at least for a minute you know so we are skipping 2002 and moving right over to 2003 which was a much better year yes, for when it won it was much much better uh this was a much easier uh, we decided uh right before we started recording <laughs> to skip 2002 and we were able to come up with our list for 2003 pretty quick yeah um so uh you know the rules if you listen to this series so far we got two honorable mentions each so ben <laughs> tell us about your first honorable mention all right i put this as my first honorable mention uh because it was a song that greg was like i wouldn't even put on here i do think a lot of disrespect was given to this album it is blowing me up with her love by um jc shazay um if if all was fair so there's a few things that um i know i've said with you if if life were fair and i've said with chris if life were fair the first one is if life were fair um, David Ryan Harris would not be back up singing and playing guitar for John Mayer if life was fair. Mm-hmm. And the second one would be schizophrenic would be more successful than justified yes. if life were fair. But life is not fair. It is not. <clears throat> JC went out and made a very, a very ambitious album um, called Schizophrenic. Some hits and some misses on the album. Overall, a solid record. Um, I would almost compare it to what um, Fall Out Boy would, did with Folia Duh. Where you basically only they did it, you know, further into their career. You make an album that you want to make. You work with the people you want to work with. JC did that on his first album, Out the Gate. He worked with the people that he wanted to work with. So, um, some of the producers on there, you got Dallas Austin. You he got this song. Yeah, you got um, the Chemical Brothers. I think he worked with Basement Jacks. Um, it was just a very and and for the most part, every song was different. Yeah. Hence the title, Schizophrenic. Um, and he did score a hit with this song, and it was on what drumline? It was on the drumline. Drumline soundtrack. soundtrack. It was also a tarot staple, but um, like I guess partly all... because this was after the breakup, yeah. quote unquote, of Insync, and also the video features Tara Reid at the peak of her powers. Yeah, my God, how she has fallen. <laughs> um, and so, and this wasn't even really the lead single, was it? No, this was the lead single. Some girls dance with women, which was an even better track, came out after this one. Um, well, th- this was this this came out before this came out when the movie came out. Yeah, uh, it became a hit a, a couple months af- later, and then when the album came out, they just this threw was, it on this there. was kind of the adult because this is the last track on the album. Yeah, they threw it doesn't really fit with the rest of the album to be honest. Um, and I really do implore you if you have not heard the album Schizophrenic, please go out and check it. Like we're not just blowing smoke; it is a pretty solid album for what it was. Um, but it seemed like all the appearances on the Wade Robson project just could not help this song. No, it just he did, could uh, not. He did Adidas. He did Adidas he on did there. Adidas on the Wade Robson project, which was like pretty daring for a pop artist of his stature to do. Essentially, what was like an EDM rock song? Like it was just who does that? Like, yeah, I like this part though. Hey, let that break down. Like it, that's how you knew it was in Drumline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but otherwise, I mean, this is, I mean, it's an enjoyable enough song. I felt like this was always the part where they cut it on TRL. Like, yeah. you got like two minutes on TRL. Yeah, you, well, the video's four and a half minutes. Yeah, you don't uh, get a you, lot of You time get like 90 seconds on TRL. Like, you get the amount of time it takes for some girls to scream. <laughs> that, oh my God, my name is Rebecca, and I'm in Toronto, and we love JC. Yeah! <laughs> Once that happens three times, all right, cut it. Cut it. <laughs> Yeah, but I had to give him some respect because I do like JC. In my opinion, he was the best singer 
and NSYNC. Um, some people might disagree because Justin went on to be the bigger artist, but I do believe JC was, as far as a performer and a singer, he was, he was, he was a, listen to the album, he was a better singer than, than Justin. I feel like that's not even like a, I, an opinion, that's like a fact, it's been proven. <laughs> it just is, it's just like we said, things aren't always fair, so he, uh, he faded into obscurity while Justin went on to become one of the biggest pop stars in the world. Yeah, that's how it goes. It be like that sometimes. It really do. Some people, some they say it don't be like that, but sometimes it do. Black science, man. <laughs> I think that's all. Like roses are red, violets are blue. They say it don't be like that, but it do. <laughs> and that is the story of Jay Z, should say. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I uh, just out of out of how much I love the album Schizophrenic, mm-hmm. I could not put this song on there <laughs> and actually that's a song i often do not listen to when i listen to the album <laughs> it's very rare that i listen to it as well um i i feel like there's a period of time where i did listen to it a lot just to get to the end because i kind of like that part but yeah. like the rest of the song is kind of eh, it's not his best work it's it is the weakest track on the album yeah, yeah. um mm-hmm. and it, it was just an add-on because that's yeah. it's the soundtrack song yeah. so um so that's Ben's first honorable mention. My first honorable mention, um, trying to see what video game it was actually featured on. Uh, this was featured on Madden 04, so this was 2003. Yep. Of course. And uh, I've met this guy in person. He is he is very nice. Um, and he is, uh, he's, he's, doing, he's doing some very interesting things to help out artists and, you know, to, uh, for people who want to be entrepreneurs. And this is... Never scared by one bone crusher. Attention! <laughs> I didn't know he was from Atlanta. Who, huh. Bone Crusher? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense, though. I mean, his song had, it's him, <laughs> Killer Mike, and T.I. Yeah. Uh, so, for one, that helped the song. Because mm-hmm. uh, Killer Mike, yeah, I think he just won a Grammy. Uh, with with Outcast, or maybe it was later this later that year. Uh, then you have Ti, who was mm-hmm. just starting to blow up. Yeah. Um. One thing that <laughs> that this was the era. I'm I, we're, I'm looking at the video here. Uh, to where it's like a comic book, basically. Yeah. Bone Crusher is like four hundred easy, <laughs> four hundred pounds easy. Yeah, he's a okay. big dude. Uh, but he's like um, Godzilla taking over Atlanta. <laughs> uh, but this is also the era of the throwback jersey, uh, or, the, or just the jerseys in general. Yeah, jerseys. People were wearing jerseys quite a bit. He made some interesting choices here. Uh, one, uh, Jeff George. Hold on. Okay, so he's going Atlanta Falcons, Falcons quarterback okay. Jeff George. Okay, but also, or maybe they, maybe he just knows him, or he's a Florida State football fan like me. Um, <laughs> Peter Warwick. Peter Warwick. Peter Warwick. Okay, is the other jersey he wears in the in the video. All right, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, that's a little okay. Um, so this is this is the original version with uh, Killer Mike and Ti. Okay. Uh, there's also a Takeover remix, which features New York rappers Cameron, Jada Kiss, and Busta Rhymes. And also, this came out right when baseball season started, so the Braves used it as their theme song. Nice. Um, but yeah, this is his only charting single. 
It peaked at number 26 on the Hot 100, uh, number eight on the Hot R&B Hip Hop Singles, aka the Black Singles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we we got to have that episode about these chart names. Yeah. Um, so and, I, uh, <laughs> I thought it was nominated for a Grammy, but perhaps not. I I saw a tweet today, and I thought this here in the beginning of this song makes so much sense it says so much of the late of late 2000s music was like we're falling in love in this club we're all family in this club we're having the time of our lives in this club like WTF we gotta go back to the club <laughs> like and like we're probably gonna hear this on quite a few of the songs we're gonna play today about it's all about the club we gotta go to the club like what what, what was going on in the club like why aren't we in the club anymore <laughs> Um, Take your cookie Oh god Oh god I forgot about that love for a second Man he raps so He he raps like he talks <laughs> he, not, he, not as many big words when he raps Yeah but, but Like yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> Well there was that time where he tried to throw some in there I know in that verse for Swagger Like Us He does try to throw some big words in there And it's just like T.I. man that's not just Don't style. force it man That's not Don't just style it. man <laughs> All right, so that is um, that's my first honorable mention. Ben, your second honorable mention. All right, so this one, um, I swear, it sounds like that. Um, you can't hurry love song. It sounds like yeah, the it sounds the baseline of that. Um, I feel like if that came out now, they'd probably get sued. But um, are you gonna be my girl? By Australian standout Jet. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> they heavily um, heavily influenced by ACDC. I'm not just saying that because they're um, they're Australian. Like you can clearly hear it, especially in "Cold Heart Bitch," which was their other single that was popular but not as popular and didn't really chart. Um, but like this one, I think this song really succeeded because it's so danceable. Like you put this on, and um, like as soon as you hear that opening bass line and the tambourine, like that's a it's a call to get to the dance floor. Because it's just such, it's dance rock. And I'm pretty sure it probably falls into stripper rock, too. <laughs> like, you probably hear this at some strip clubs. Um, it's a pink pony song. Yeah, at the, on the other side of town, <laughs> the nicer side of town. Um, you're not going to hear this at Strokers and, and Blaze. No, no. You're not going to hear this. Um, this is cheetahs. Yeah, this is cheetahs. <laughs> um, this is strippers down in, um, in, in Warner Robins. Warner Robins making, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, this was, it's a fun song. It's it's. Like I said, it's very danceable. Um, took the world by storm. Like the video was in black and white. They looked like a rock band. Like they had that aesthetic to where you're like, you know, they got the the denim on, the boots. I think they had a. I think the lead singer played a flying V in the video. Like uh, the lead the lead guitarist did. Okay, lead guy. Okay, I yeah. know there's a flying V in the video. Yeah. Um, I, and I wonder if he even played it for real, or if the guy was just like, "Here, this is your guitar now." <laughs> He's like, "I don't, I, thought, I don't play this." He's like, "You do now," and he gave him a cigarette or something. I'm like, "You have to look rock and roll," and they looked rock and roll. Uh, they look like a band that is teleported from 1978. Yeah, this was a, this was totally a band that was um, born in the wrong decade. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this song uh, is their highest charting song in America um, at number 29. Um, and yeah, 
This uh, this is but not their highest charting single in their native Australia. Yeah, I imagine I think they're still popular in Australia. They had a few other songs from um what's this is this called Get Born? Get yeah, Born. Get Born. Um that were, you know, because I know this was on TRL and they, they got some play on TRL, but like Are Gonna Be Girl, Be My Girl, Roll Over DJ, Look What You've Done, and Cold Heart Bitch were all singles, just none of them you met know, our criteria. You know what this song also has in common with Bone Crusher? What else? They're both on Madden 2004. <laughs> really? Is it on Madden 2004 as well? Yes, wow. Is. I'm trying to think, did I have Madden 2004? That was the, the one cover? with Vic. I did not have that one. I had that one. Um, I remember it was either you or Abe would bring it over, though, because that was the year that they had the quarterback vision. Yeah. And Michael Vicks was really small. <laughs> <laughs> so small that when I was showing, uh, we were just randomly watching highlights of Michael Vick, and he start he goes like, you know, throw the ball, and Kendra's like, I, I, I didn't know he could throw. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, he had a cannon. Um he just didn't do it often. Nope, he <laughs> He's like, I just thought he couldn't throw. I was like, oh, yeah. he. And then, like, there was some player where he just throws, like, a 70-yard pass, like, effortlessly. I was like, man, such potential. <laughs> if he read his playbook. If he read his playbook. The Falcons might have won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. It's uncatchable. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and Madden 2004, that was the, that's the game where Michael Vick is – the most unstoppable. Yeah. He's the Bo like, Jackson. Bo Jackson Tecmo Bowl unstoppable. Yeah. To where it, like you are not allowed to play with the Falcons if you play, somebody, <laughs> play bad with somebody. Okay. Uh, my second honorable mention. Um, this was this was during our sophomore year Uh-oh. at West Georgia. Heard this song quite a bit um, at Mellow Mushroom. Oh boy! <laughs> oh man! So hold on. Who did I introduce you to this song? Did we introduce you to this when we played it? Um, or did you hear it like on? I, I heard it somewhere. Okay. I totally thought this was a joke the first time I heard it. Yeah. Uh, another uh, case of a band wrong, uh, born in the wrong decade. Yeah. Um, and have they have a sense of humor, which can only take you so far. Agreed. Well, I mean, uh, what the the other single after this, I think was called "Get Your Hands Off My Woman, Motherfucker," yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he sings it operatic, like yeah. it's yeah, yeah. They got they have a great sense of humor. The video's funny. Um, their subsequent videos were kind of funny too, and then they tried to be a little more dramatic, and it just didn't work. Like it's hard to take them serious. No, yeah, pretty much. Um, uh. This is, if people ever recognize, uh, I believe in a thing called Love by The Darkness. They are from the UK. Uh, this came out um, September 2003. This did not chart on the in the Billboard Hot 100, but it was number nine on the modern rock tracks and number 35 on the mainstream top 40. Um which is somehow different from the Billboard Hot 100. I, I, okay. Yeah, it's... it's um, but it was number one. You trying to think about it? It was uh, number one on the UK rock and metal charts, the UK indie charts, number two on the UK singles charts, and it also went number one in Canada. Um, I feel like they were also nominated for 
a Grammy for this. Hmm. But I can't remember what for. But um, of course, the the song like said like Born in the Wrong Decade. This is clearly glam rock. Oh yeah. Uh, for people who like T Rex. Uh, <laughs> that is not a name I've heard in a while. T Rex. Oh, or the God. New York Dolls, or you know, some of those kind of bands. Um, oh yeah, they would have killed it in the late seventies, early eighties. They would have been a staple. <laughs> oh man, are T Rex still around? Uh, I don't know. I love I'm trying trying to find if they were nominated for. Uh, I couldn't find anything on the album where they were nominated for anything. Yeah, I, uh, okay. I thought they were nominated for a Grammy for the song, but I guess not. But um, but the song is anthemic. You have the falsetto vocals um, to where, yeah, you might think it was made in the 70s. And then the video is something, something uh, where are those guys who made HR Puffin stuff and... Uh, those kind of shows to where it was like really trippy but it's for yeah. kids yeah <laughs> that's what the music video looks like because they're like fighting aliens right yeah yeah and like uh well it's like a lobster or an octopus uh attacks the spaceship and uh yeah <laughs> the video is weird but the song was catchy and um hey, I, guitar okay, solos got, too yeah everyone got tired of it pretty quickly yeah um so <laughs> that's my second honorable mention <laughs> Ben, tell us about number five. So this is, um, I listen to this song a lot, man. Tell Me uh, by Smiles and South Star. Um, I believe Trent introduced me to this because it sounded like like Mesmerize by. Um, yeah. Yeah, they, they were out at the same time and sounded the same. But to me, this one was just better. Um, cause as much as I used to like Ja Rule, I ain't like him in that, like I didn't, when him and, uh, Ashanti were doing their Sonny and Cher impressions, um, or their John and Olivia. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well in that video, yeah. John and Greece. Olivia Newton-John. Um, but yeah, this was, um, this song's just cool. I don't know much about Smiles and South Star. I think, was it one of they them are, like Asian or something? Yeah. Okay. Um, Rodney Smiles. Bailey, Rob, Southstar, Campman. Okay. They are from Orlando. Oh, snap. The rap game in Orlando. There's <laughs> rappers out of Orlando? Uh, wow. Yeah. They released one album uh, called Crash the Party, which had this song. Um, yeah. They, and the sample of, uh, of uh, Stop, Look, Listen to Your Heart. Yeah, which is a great song as well. Um, I didn't know that they had sampled it until I actually ended up hearing that song, the Diana Ross and Marvin Gaye song. But this is a song that was uh, I heard a lot on BET. Uh, I think part of the appeal is you have a black guy and an Asian looking guy. Yeah, I don't know. He might be white. I'm not (laughs) sure. Um, And I don't even know who the who is this. I don't even know who the female is that's singing. <laughs> Just yeah. some uncredited. Yeah, she got no some credit. uncredited woman. Um, but yeah, um, I'm sure if we go to. Um, but this is this is. I mean, like we said, this is a time like with throwback jerseys, uh, headbands, uh, headbands as you know part of the outfit. Yeah. 
And I, 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 and I can say I used to dress like that. And velour jumpsuits. Yeah, I would wear the I would wear the headbands with my hair braided. Um, I'm not proud of it, but I did it. I did it. I had jerseys. I was, I was a, a what I guess I would have been like a 2000 ish era fuckboy. Is that what I was? I guess yeah. Yeah. But I yeah. But I wasn't pulling in the ladies like most fuckboys do. So I was I wasn't gonna break your heart. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's another guy in this video. This is also like the era of wearing the wave cap, whether or not you had cornrows or waves. Yep. Or not. Just we just put on do rag. You could be bald, but just put on the do rag. Put on the do rag. It, it'll work. <laughs> Let me see here. Oh, they had a song called Orlando. I'm trying to see if I can find on Discogs see the album notes, but I don't see. I mean, you don't think Orlando <laughs> with 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 hip hop. I mean as far as in Florida it's it's Miami or bust. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Well hold on, hold on, hold and on. This doesn't even this does not sound like this doesn't sound like Florida. You got you this sounds about like Air, this sounds like New York. Forgot about Aaron Carter from Jacksonville, man. One time for the rodeo. <laughs> so anyway, uh this <laughs> one time for the rodeo. Uh. Like this sounds like New York I mean and the it this sounds like something Jadakiss would should have made. Yeah, it kinda does. Uh, so yeah, uh, that is Ben's number. Stop it! That was five. Billy Lawrence. Yeah, who uh, co-wrote this song? No, who was singing? Billy Lawrence. Oh, okay, where? Who's Billy Lawrence? She did. Um, uh, God, that song "Come On" from uh, from um with MC Light from I think from sound from <coughs> set it off soundtrack. Hmm. Yeah, come on. She was a racially, basically a racially ambiguous R and B singer. Um, but that was her. Her hit was "Come On." She didn't really have anything else, and she's on "Tell Me" with Smiles and South Star. Holy crap! That's that's wild. Yeah, that was Billy Lawrence. Hmm. Yeah, you wouldn't. She she was a no hit wonder. She did not have a hit. No. <laughs> that's the biggest thing she's ever been on. Okay. Well, moving on. My number five <laughs> um, is a cover song. Uh, this is a band called the Ataris. Uh, this was kind of the beginning of the uh, the. This was the beginning of the rise of the emo pop rock band. Mm -hmm. uh, the Ataris definitely had that uh, with the, the the Bob haircuts. Yeah. Um, Lots of wristbands <laughs> and eyeliner and uh, labray piercings. Um, so this is a cover of Boys of Summer by the Ataris, originally by Don Henley. Um, this definitely, I think this, I don't, I, I have no proof. Was this the song that inspired the Pop Goes Punk uh, <laughs> series? <laughs> so I don't, it, so I, don't, I wouldn't say that it necessarily, in, um, um, and, and influenced it or inspired it I think this was basically because um, I remember the first the first times I started hearing Pop Goes Punk or Punk Goes Pop excuse me was when I was a freshman um, but no one was doing great quality covers of the songs in yeah. the studio like they were very hastily thrown together but they were still gaining traction around the internet and I think basically um, 
it, and this is just you know, in in my opinion, back then you had two bands. You had one band that people thought was gonna break from this, and it was Newfound Glory, because Newfound Glory was doing a lot of covers at the time, but not really you know, like releasing them as singles. Like it'd just be like an unreleased EP or something. And then next thing you know, the Ataris come out of nowhere doing this song. Um, Alien Ant Farm, of course, you know, did Smooth Criminal, but I would not define Alien Ant Farm as a punk band. They were more like a modern rock band with some elements of punk. But this was the first time that we saw like a true punk band um, release a song like this, get it on pop radio. And, you know, to where like it became the song of the summer of that year. Like So Long Astoria came out that year. It becomes um, the song of that summer. Pepsi Smash comes out that year, and they open the entire series with this song. Like that's how big this song was that year. It's a good year for them. Yeah. Um, the only change that they made. I mean, the song is co-written by Don Henley and Mike Campbell. The only change that they made is that in the. Uh, Yeah. That 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 line right there. Yeah. They uh, they say a black flag sticker on a Cadillac instead uh, of a instead of head. a deadhead sticker. Yeah. But I think the sentiment is the same to where the line was written to where uh, Don Henley wrote a lot of songs about you know getting older and thinking about the past, about nostalgia, being nostalgic. And he wrote that he wrote he saw a an expensive Cadillac. <laughs> um, which uh, they, he said is the status symbol of the right wing upper middle class mm. and all the guys with the blue blazers with the crests and the gray pants <laughs> and he saw a Grateful Dead bumper sticker on that car <laughs> um, so it's quite so yeah. the juxtaposition yeah and uh, I guess nowadays to see a black flag sticker on a Cadillac would be you know yeah um, and this song, uh, this version of the song charted at number 20 on the Hot 100, number two on the Modern Rock tracks, um, and number 10 on the Top 40 Mainstream tracks. I'm trying to think what would be, because this song is, you know, now almost 20 years old. Um, and what if it were to be covered again? What would be the new band to see on the on the Cadillac now? <laughs> That'd be uh, interesting. Like maybe Green Day? Nirvana, Green Day. Some yeah. grunge band. Saw a sound garden sticker on a Cadillac. <laughs> a Pearl Jam. Or Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Yeah. yeah Pearl Jam. That, that, yes. A Pearl Jam sticker on Yep, yeah, that, that fits. Better. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> Hell, we might start putting that in there now. <laughs> you do this again if you do that song. All right. So that was my number five. So Ben, tell us your number four. Uh, my number four is There's Gotta Be, in parentheses, and then out of parentheses, more to life by um, one Miss Stacy Orco. Uh, there's playing an ad, so who was just <laughs> absolutely adorable in this video. Um, she's a Christian singer, so she's not gonna look um, she's not gonna look provocative or sexy in her videos. She's just gonna be really cute. Um, and in both of the songs I like by her, this one and um, hung up on you or stuck on you. Um, she looks adorable. She has like that little mole too. I think. Oh, oh, this is a remix. Yes. Yeah, um, I was about to say a punk remix, but it's not a punk remix. It's, it's not a the e punk remix. EDM remix. That's the EDM. Yeah. I don't know if anyone ever did a um, 
a punk version of this. That'd be funny though if they did. But I just I just love this song. It's such a good song. All right, let's find let's go to the just the audio. There we go. Stop it. What? Lucy Woodward was a writer on this. And I I know that probably does not ring a bell to you. Lucy Woodward had a song called Dumb Girls. Um, I didn't know she was English. Huh, that's funny. Yeah, there's a she had a song called Dumb Girls that came out in 2003 as well and did not chart at all. Um, Another writer is Kevin Kaddish, who co-wrote all about that bass for Megan Trainer. Oh, good to know he's still getting work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Lucy Woodward. That song. Yeah, this sounds like a, it could be a Lucy Woodward song, too. I hear that. Um, Lucy Woodward was a very good writer in her own. I, you know what, though? Considering the type of singer Lucy Woodward was, I bet you this was probably meant for her album if she wrote on it. Um, and they were just like, nah, you're not hitting. <laughs> we're going to give this to a bigger <laughs> artist. Um, and that makes me sad because I bet you there is a... Um, there's probably a version of this out there, a reference track that she probably referenced. And I would love to hear that, which I, I just, I wish people would release reference tracks. I know they're not supposed, unless you're J-Lo, then you're singing over the reference track, but that's another thing. But um, I would like to hear more reference tracks. Um, I heard the reference track to Halo, that Ryan Tedder song, and it's very interesting. Um, he has, Cause he has a beautiful falsetto and he sings a lot of those parts, but I would love to hear Lucy Woodward's reference on this. Um, but this song's just awesome. Um, I love the way the drums sound. I don't know if they were recorded live or if these were sampled drums, but in any case, they sound great. Um, they sound, as a matter of fact, the drums sound very similar to the type of drums that um, Pharrell was using at this time. Because when he did Justified um, and some of the NERD stuff, he played drums. Like There were some samples too, but he played a lot of the drum tracks Pharrell did. And that's what this reminds me of. And I just, I love that sound. We can get that type of snare sound, and it just it fits with what you're playing. Mm. Yeah, I love it. You throw some crash into a pop song. You need that, man. <laughs> it just sounds better. You don't hear crash in many pop in much pop music. Uh, the music video. Oh, just um, her doing everything. <laughs> yeah, it was directed by um, the. It would be hard to do this on a podcast to talk about the video directors that uh-huh. we saw, like we saw, we knew their faces. Yeah, Dave Myers was one of those guys. I've heard of him before. Who? What else did he? Um, what else did he direct? Uh, uh, he did a lot, especially in the in the nineties. Uh, he did. Um, um, he did uh, Ba with the Ba and Cowboy Boss. Those are great videos. He Those did, are staples. He did Falls Apart for Sugar Ray. He did The Block Is Hot. Falls Apart, Sugar Ray, The Block Is Hot by Lil Wayne. Back that thing up. This dude is awesome. Uh, I love Falls Apart. I love <laughs> There You Go by Pink, the R&B album there that you everyone go. forgets about. We got to do an episode on that. We got to do an uh, episode. Take a Picture by Filter. <laughs> Party Up, DMX. <laughs> With arms wide open, Creed, <laughs> like like he, he's one. He was one of those guys. He was like, wow. He, he it was him and Hype Williams. Seemed like oh be doing my all the videos. God. Okay, David Meyer, what's up? What's he doing now? 
Uh, let's see. What's the last video? Did he, he ever? Did? did he ever make G it and make a movie, or did they not trust him enough? Because <laughs> make G's movies were pretty bad. <laughs> uh, he hasn't. He's done some commercials, but videos he he's did uh, recently. He did Liar by Camila Cabello. He did Bad Guy for Billie Eilish. He did Me for Taylor Swift and Brandi Urie. He did uh, Senorita. So for is. anyone who still watches videos. He's still doing them. He's making that money. Uh, yeah. He did all the stars for Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Mm. That's uh, a, that's a, I haven't seen that video, but I love that song. So, uh, so yeah, he he he's still working. He's getting consistent work, <laughs> but I think it's because hey, that that might be the only name somebody knows. Yeah, they're like we get that guy, uh, Dave Myers, I guess. <laughs> what did he do? Creed. All right, get him. <laughs> <laughs> they were big. Just get him. Oh man. Okay. So, um, that was your number four. My number four, man. This was one of the. Uh, oh, this is a song that I thought was a joke. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, this is, this is, yeah. Uh, because this guy, I'm not going to say he's not the best singer. No, he can't sing. <laughs> he can't. <laughs> oh uh, man. This is Iman, uh, and the song is <laughs> the official title of the song is "Fuck It, I Don't Want You Back." That is the official name of the song. <laughs> um, but the the I guess it, to to promote it, it was just called "I Don't Want You Back." Yeah. Um. He wrote this song, obviously, about uh, a breakup. Um, what a breakup. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, there was some controversy with this. Uh, he actually wrote this song for a female singer named Frankie. And hmm. he wanted to, he picked her to record the song. Um but he ended up singing it himself. So this might be the reference track. <laughs> Maybe. And someone's just like, let's, yeah, let's, yeah, do let's it. use it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but uh, he is not, him and Frankie did not have a relationship because uh, she has her own answer song called Fuck You Right Back. Yeah. And that was the, okay, yeah, because I remember that was the, the urban legend back then because we didn't have things like social media yeah. so there was nothing to confirm that they were or were not it was just assumed that was his girlfriend and that's who the song was about only later to find out it was written for her and she just never got to do it yeah pretty much mm. um yeah this was a song that um it's huh. funny <laughs> I, it was i think mtv was slow to pick up on it uh bet had all kinds of fun with it <laughs> um, and it's one like I said I thought it was a joke because like this guy cannot sing at all yeah and he's uh, in the video putting it down though in the yeah. studio he's like I'm doing it man oh there was there was some um, you know this was this was an emotional video yeah <laughs> uh, he's out by the 
by the Brooklyn Bridge <laughs> crying. Um, <laughs> there's F- him in the studio <laughs> singing the song. Probably crying. <laughs> crying still crying. I don't want her back. I don't want her back. <laughs> oh, um, man. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he, he does. He he does the damn thing on this. Uh, somehow this song made it to number sixteen on the Hot 100, uh, but it was number one in the following countries: Australia, yeah, everywhere, yeah. Austria, <laughs> Belgium, Denmark, Germany, Ireland, Italy, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Norway, Scotland, Jeez. Sweden, Switzerland, and the UK. Yikes! That's a lot of places. Um, I don't know any other songs by this guy. I wonder if this guy played it like proms. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, it's slow dance time. <laughs> and and then this is when you know the that uh, that couple they've been together all through high school, but they're going to college in different states. And this is when they break up. <laughs> One's going to big tech, and the other's going to big state. You. <laughs> Uh, if you haven't seen He Got Game, go see He Got Game and you'll get that reference. I, I hope you will at least. All oh, right. Man. So that was my number four. So, Ben, uh, we actually have the same number three. I thought we had the same number. We, we do have the same number three? We have the same number three. Oh, sweet. Okay. Uh, so this song, another one that I couldn't tell if it was a joke or not. <laughs> and... I didn't know the guys uh, in this band were actually, they've been around for a while. Yeah, that's what's kind of funny about it. Um, you you know, you I guess you just kind of think that when there's a one-hit wonder, it's their first single, maybe second. But no, they, um, so what, Welcome Interstate Managers was their third album. <laughs> um, I think the only time I heard of them was in high school because they did a cover of Baby One More Time. Hmm. Um, and that's where I'd heard of them. Um, so when the song came out, I was like, okay, it's that band. But they, heavy influences, you can kind of tell from bands like The Cars. They, you could uh, maybe say they're one of those bands that was from the wrong decade. Um, what's that guy's name? Who did Cruel to be Kind? Uh, God, not Marshall Crenshaw, is it? Um, Nick something. Yeah, I know who you're talking about Cruel to be Kind. Nick Lowe. Nick Lowe. Yeah, yeah. I could hear that too. Yeah. Oh, Marshall Cr- Crenshaw did do a cover of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd heard. I was like, I think Marshall Crenshaw was involved in that. Um. Yeah, but yeah, just you can hear all the power pop, um, influences. Like it's you know New without wave. the modern production, this would have you know in the '80s this could have passed as a song. And you know how we talked about how uh, in the in the LimeWire Kazaa era. Uh, songs would be uh, credited to the wrong band. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so who did people think did this song? I imagine the Cars. No. Who so, uh, more more contemporary to Fountains of Wayne. I'm trying to look here and see if I can tell who. Who do they think? Bowling for Soup. I could hear that. <laughs> I could hear that, yeah. Which a lot of people don't realize that that SR-71 song or their song, um, 1984, was a cover too. Yeah, <laughs> covered by SR71. But um, yeah, I hear like when I hear the song, I hear a lot. I hear the cars. I hear just what I needed. Yeah. Um, I hear a little bit of Rick Springfield as well, who I listened to a podcast about him today. Very interesting. But um, it's so catchy though. 
And then the video, of course, back when videos really meant something um, and probably would have gone viral today, you know, is has the, what, the little kid who's in the he's over there trying to he's quote unquote dating a girl, but it's into her mom. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just kind of funny. I think I saw something that like showed all the people grown up because, I mean, this was what about 16 years ago. So yeah. everyone's grown up now. So that I think that girl's like 30 now and. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to see if they had the names um, of the of the other actors, but Rachel, Rachel Hunter, Hunter yeah, Rachel is Hunter the is the mom. Uh, interesting, interestingly enough, because of the Cars influence, yeah, they hope to le- get Paulina Poroskova. Oh, <laughs> Rick Ocasek's interesting. wife. <laughs> I remember a rumor going around at the time. I don't know if this was ever confirmed that the girl was Rod Stewart's daughter. Uh, I don't know. I heard that rumor. I don't know. I don't remember who the guy was, though, the little kid. Um, but, yeah, that rumor was going around for a while. Like, oh, yeah, that's Rick, that's uh, Ross Stewart's daughter. And everyone was like, oh, okay. But I don't know. I saw something maybe a couple of years back, though, that talked about where they were and, you know, like, oh, yeah, check out the girl from Stacey's mom. Check out the guy from Stacey's mom. And this isn't the first time we have uh, referenced – Fountains of Wayne, um, Adam Schlesinger, the lead singer and co-writer of this song, wrote, co-wrote, wait, let me see if it was it wrote or co-wrote, um, wrote by himself, <laughs> That Thing You Do. Oh, yeah, he did. Okay. So, um, <laughs> it is his second time... <laughs> For him being featured on our podcast, um, so he has the he has the hit song, which was like what three or four years apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, so how did this song do um, on the Hot 100? It peaked at number twenty one. This is their only single to be on the Hot 100. Uh, number three on the mainstream top forty. Number twenty on the adult top forty, and uh, it was number six in Scotland. And number nine in Ireland. So looking here, Gianna Distinka was Stacy. She was born in 1989, so that makes her 30 now. Um, She has not, she only did like one thing since then. It was a short, short film. Mm. Matthew Felker was the masseuse. Never mind. Um, Shane Habucha was Stacy's boyfriend. Um, He's done quite a bit since then. I feel like he did someone like Disney or Nickelodeon or something. He was, um, he looks like he was a regular cast member or a, a recurring cast member on Everwood. Hmm. Um, he had, he did something, an episode of uh, the OC right after that. He was in, did some voices in the Justice League as Billy Batson. Um, he was in an episode of That So Raven. So he's, he's done quite a bit since then. And he is. He was younger than Stacy's by a year, so he is twenty nine right now. Yeah. All right. Um, well, so we had the same number three. Now Ben's number two is Boys of Summer by the Ataris, which was your number five. Which was my number yeah. five. Is there anything you want to add to it? I used to listen to this on the train <laughs> to Maxway every day when it came on. I <laughs> when I could catch it, but yeah, there's not much else to add to that. It's a great song. Um, Shout out to the original Pino Palladino played bass on it. Phenomenal bass player. If you don't know who he is, go check him out. 
All right, so move on to my number two. Um, I don't know how much of a hit this was, but uh, it became popular on Vine. Um, but 10 years before that, um, uh, it was uh, used in a cult classic of a film. Cult classic, okay. Strong uh, words here. And uh, I'm playing the video here, so you'll hear what it is. Oh, this was a, in a okay, yeah. I've never seen it, but I've I've been told it's a cult classic. Have you seen it? I I watched it once. Okay, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, so um, I have two. This is the second cover, the second and last cover of <laughs> that of uh, my because five. This is Mad World uh, by Gary Jules. Uh, well, Mike, it's credited as Michael Andrews featuring Gary Jules, but it's Gary Jules singing it. Yeah. Um, Michael Andrews produced it. Uh, this this song was featured in the film uh, Donnie Darko uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Uh, like I said, I've only seen it once and I don't get it. Uh, this, the film came out in 2001, but the song did not become a single until 2003. Um, and it's a very depressing song. Yeah. And what's interesting is that it's just, you know, a piano. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want, I could pull up the original version. Of I, I don't care for it. <laughs> okay. The original version is... Um, it's dancey. Yeah. Even though, like, the lyrics are com- totally depressing. Yeah. Um, the dreams of which I'm dying are the best I've ever had. Yeah. Imagine someone, like, <laughs> dancing to that. <laughs> dancing Actually, very slowly. In the video, the, the Tears for Fears video, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the one who commonly has the longer hair, okay. he's the one, he's like, he's, like, really... <laughs> getting into it with dancing. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird. It's a, during it, that during those lyrics, I'm like uh, I don't. You what? gotta it's dance the pain away. I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> like I say on Grey's Anatomy, you gotta dance it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> such a just yeah, such a weird. I remember this was using a Gears of War trailer too. Mm. Um, yeah, this song's just yeah, such a just. I remember getting a little bit more traction again too when Adam Lambert covered it on uh, American Idol. I want to think that's when I first heard it. Um, but and then to find out it was a cover, I was like, okay. Um, but I mean, like it's, it became, I think it became kind of chic in the early two thousands to cover eighty songs completely different than they were. Yeah. I.e. Heaven um, from the year that we skipped. Um, the candlelight version, um, and then uh, what the um, what's the other song? The rock set song. Oh, listen to your heart. Listen to your heart by DHT. Um, Mad World. I wanted to try to do that, and honestly, I have a song I think that might work. Did I ever play that for you? The one I did, the slow down version. I'll, I'll play it for you later. It's dope. Did you make a video? I did not make. A video. Okay, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, so this this version was. Uh, 
number one on the adult alternative songs chart. We got to break down this chart. <laughs> I never heard of that chart until today. Yeah. Uh, no, it was number one on in the UK as far as the UK singles. That's like the Hot 100 here. The UK singles chart is number one there. It was number one in Portugal and Scotland. Um, and number two in Ireland. Uh, like I said, it was featured in Donnie Darko and um, uh, like I said, on Vine, it's used when like for for comedic effect mm-hmm. a lot. It's like when something when something sad happens <laughs> and it's used as a joke, they play that song in the background. Uh, so it got annoying pretty quick. Anyway, <laughs> um, so that's my number two, Ben. Uh, yeah this one number one what you got i another song i'm I'm gonna pull it up uh yet another song that i was obsessed with um this is headstrong by trapped you gotta get the what people say period you gotta get the trapped in there they they probably could copyrighted that um this song was awesome i mean so this was around the time when um, every like a lot of modern rock sounded the same, um, and this was another band that I felt like was kind of ripping on, um, ripping on Incubus a little bit, with the way that the verse starts out. Like the 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 riff, the main riff is not Incubus at all, but like when it gets to the verse, it's very it gets very Incubusy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I mean, if you don't, you know, if you want to know what we're talking about, go back and listen to. Um, what they were doing on Make Yourself and then to an extent on Morning View and you hear what we're talking about you know the offbeat with the clean guitar with some phasing modulation on there um but like it just I just really love this song everything about it the riff was awesome um I like the singer cause he had a pretty good voice he wasn't the, he wasn't the best when it came to singing live um but yeah he, I just, I liked his voice. This album itself, the self-titled album, was a very good album. Um, Headstrong, Still Frame, Echo, and Made of Glass um, are like really just really great songs. Headstrong was just the one that you know that stuck the most. And then to the to the best of my knowledge, they're still making albums. <laughs> yeah, uh, they. It looks like they've had several past members. Um, I don't even know. If the lead singer is still the lead singer right now, <laughs> yeah, um, they put out an al- they put out a live album too. Like how many rock bands are still doing that? You know, oh seven they put out a live album. Oh wow! Yeah, um, the song was released in two thousand two, but became a hit in two thousand three. Uh, number sixteen on the Hot one hundred. Uh, number one on the mainstream rock tracks. Number one on the modern rock tracks. Yeah. Their last album came out in 2016, so they're still going. Yeah, um, I'm surprised this wasn't on a Madden or something. This, this has Madden written all over it. <laughs> uh, this was on NHL 2003. Okay, it was on Guitar Hero. Everything was on Guitar Hero. At a certain point, like everything got on Guitar Hero. <laughs> it was also covered on Kids Bob. Stop it, Kids Bob. <laughs> <laughs> this was 16 years ago. They should have been stopped it. <laughs> Why would you put this on? I didn't think this was big enough to be on Kids Bop, but okay, Kids Bop. I know all about your motives inside. Uh. <laughs> Decisions to hide. Back um, off. <laughs> oh, it looks like in, in 2018, an official poll by Ultimate Guitar 
saw the site's users rate Headstring as having Headstrong as having the fourth worst riff of all time. Stop it, God. what? What? This riff was awesome. I want to see who they got a. Let's see, they had it number four. Uh, who who was worse than that? Uh, sweet child of mine. Okay, see, uh, now they're just trolling. I don't like that riff either, but it's not one of the worst of all time. <laughs> uh, Behold the Octopus. They have a song called Alcoholocaust. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And number one is Imagine Dragons Top of the World. I, okay, when you let the uh, when you let the message boards decide. Yeah. Yeah. Smash Mouth All-Star was number um, 13. Muse Psycho is number seven. Yeah, uh, some of these songs I've never heard. Oh, American Authors Best Save My Life. You're, you're taking yourself too seriously. Like, I can't tell, like, are we talking about the, like the singles or the deep cuts or the that Alcoholocaust looks like it's the it's made in, on public access TV. Truth be um, told, though, Slash didn't really like Sweet Child of Mine either, though. Um, he said he was doing a string skipping exercise <laughs> and just <laughs> came up with it. And I think. I don't think he said like Axel told him it was stupid or something. I don't remember because I, I and I think I, I hope I hope I'm not mixing these stories up because the same thing happened to Kurt Cobain. He shared this story when he wrote "Smells Like Teen Spirit." He said he played it for the rest of Nirvana, and they said that's the stupidest song they'd ever heard. And he's like, "I made us practice for an hour, <laughs> just that one song." Um, and I know for I, I think I remember though like Slash doesn't really care for it, even though he would go on to rip it off in Velvet uh, Revolver. <laughs> And falls to pieces. It didn't even try to hide it, you know. Yeah. Okay. That's um, hilarious. <laughs> Alcohol. So <laughs> my number one. Number one. I do uh I'll say this, I'm gonna say this one time. I do not care how big of a fan you are of this guy. I don't care how many mixtapes you have. He's made so, by this guy. He's such an angry man. So I hope he doesn't hear this because he'll come after you. I don't care uh, how popular his podcast is. Um, I don't care if you have a box set of Love and Hip Hop. He was on Love and Hip Hop? Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. He is a one-hit wonder. Just like Peter Guns, who is also on Love and Hip Hop. <laughs> um <laughs> Number one, my number one one hit wonder of 2003. I'll fight you, man. I'll fight you, man. <laughs> Somebody out there said, I'll fight you, man. He the one hit wonder, man. He the one hit wonder. I'm having to go to his discography to find to find singles to to fight you on this. Um, he was. Um, Good luck. <laughs> wow. Ooh. 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 I'm waiting. Ooh. Yeah, these are this is ugly. Who's gonna defend him? Mm-hmm. Nah, yeah, he's a one hit wonder. Yeah. Even the songs he was featured on didn't do well. <laughs> yeah. I don't know any other song by Joe Budden. Not a one. I I I these I, Joe I Budden stands—they're gonna come out the woodwork. I—I I, can't—I can't do it. I don't know any other song. 
Oh, God. And this is the second time we played this song on this podcast. <laughs> this is on the, uh, the You Got Served soundtrack. He's still making album? Okay, he's done. The eighth and final studio album, Rage in the Machine, uh, was 2016. He made eight albums. His last album debuted at number 40 on the Hot 200 and sold 11,000 copies. This 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 is uh this your king, huh? He bought all of them. He bought this, all 11,000. What did Bill Burr say? Uh new charger won't fit your old phone. That's what, <laughs> that's what <laughs> this is your this is the hill you're going to die on. <laughs> yeah, he's uh mm. And it's sad because it looks like his albums are for the most part getting good reviews. So um, for all the for all the Joe Budden stands out there, hey, critical you got something. I, I don't care. Yeah. I, is it successful? Nah. Mm-mm. Yeah. So yeah, he's a one hit wonder, folks. Don't don't fight me. <laughs> don't fight. Don't cancel me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get canceled. Uh, he was nominated for a Grammy okay. um, for this song. It was in Madden 2004. <laughs> that's that's a, okay. Let's see Madden 04 soundtrack. Let's see what else. Because what else. these Madden soundtracks used to be legit. Uh, Way Away by Yellow Card. Mm. Let's see here. Well, hold on. Is that? I don't want to open Spotify. Um, these days by Alien Ant Farm. Hmm. Um, action by Blink One Eighty Two, which was a pretty good song. Bubba Sparks, Back in the Mud. I don't know that one. Of course, Never Scared. Jet, Are You Gonna Be My Girl? Pump It Up. Action by Killer Mike. Um, and that's after that. After Way Away, yeah, it gets a little like the Roots, Rock You. Soil, which was like a really heavy band. Seraphin, Red Cafe, Outcast had a song called Church. I'm not familiar with that one. Thrice, All That's Left. Oh, Church was on um, Speaker Box. Speaker Box. Okay. Which was everywhere. Madden 2004 soundtrack. I remember the 03 soundtrack because it had um, Seether on it. It had. Okay, Go. Yeah, Okay, Go. Um, Get Over It was on that. that was a great that was a great soundtrack. Oh yeah, Bon Jovi was on there. Head PE, Karashi, who was on another mm. that was on one of our lists, right? No. Oh, okay. I thought they had um Dry Cell, Audio Vent, Good Charlotte, Nappy Roots, All oh, Nah, the remix was on there. Okay, that was a good year too. Man, Epidemic Walk Away. What happened to some of these people? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Ah, that's good times, good times. There's some there's some good video game soundtracks out there. Um, so yeah, that's he Joe Budden's a one hit wonder and <laughs> you know, some people would say like change my mind. Um nah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it'll be a waste of your time. Okay. And when this was the this was the battle against Wade's crew and you got served, right? Yeah, at yeah, the okay. end. Yeah, okay. The, 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 this is the, the final the big battle. Bounce. The boss battle. 
<laughs> if we're talking video games, yeah, where they were like, I want straight hood. <laughs> what? <the>, what? Look, <laughs> Kim. Lil' Kim, and the last thing that we, uh, in, in her, the last thing we saw her in original form. Her illustrious career. <laughs> <laughs> the Lil' Kim. All right, so <laughs> get to my earworm of the week. Uh, this is a song I um, added to my workout playlist. Uh, I have a remix on my We Lit playlist, but I like I've been listening to the original version more. This is an artist named Wafia. Huh? But what? what? Wafia. Wafia. Okay. Okay. Spelled like mafia. Okay, with a W. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm not sure exactly where she's from. Um, but this sounds like a song that would be in a romantic comedy or something. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, she's from Australia. Okay. Um, okay. she is fr- of Iraqi and Syrian descent. Get it, girl. <laughs> um, and born in the Netherlands. She, she is very worldly. It yeah. looks like here. Um, and with a couple of her songs, she's gotten a co-sign from Pharrell. That's what's up. Okay. Uh, but this song, like I said, this is the original version of the song that I've been listening to as well. Uh, it's called I'm Good. Uh, this actually came out a year ago, um, but it was on my Discover Weekly, and uh, I rather enjoy it. So this is I'm Good by Wafia, and we'll be right back. By Wafia. Um, 
I can't remember the name of the album. I was just looking at it. <laughs> but you got an album out. It's on there. <laughs> and you can find this song on our BTT YHT Earworms playlist on Spotify right now. Um. So, yeah. Did you find it? I think, but well, I don't actually I don't think it's on an album yet. It says oh. album um, TBA. OK, well, yeah. it's a single still. Yeah. Um, and it has I think uh, the the single has some other remixes on it as well. Oh, so okay. if you're interested in that. Well, that'll bring us to the end of our program. Uh, it took us a while to get there, but we made it. Well, it was a it was a fulfilling episode with a lot of information. You know, I like to think that people don't just come for the topic, but they come for the extra. I don't know. I don't know what they come for. We we should do a poll <laughs> <laughs> to see what they come for. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Well, Ben, can you tell the people where we can be found? Right now we can be found in the studio. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> technically, That's yes. That's a bad joke. There, there's, a, there's a subreddit that I subscribe to called Technically the Truth, and <laughs> that would be on there. <laughs> um, so um, if you're listening to us, um, thank you. You found us. Um, now, how did you find us? Well, the first place we could be found is our Facebook page, facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. Our website, www, which stands for World Wide West. Kidding. World Wide Web dot um, by the time you hear this dot com. Um, if you want to check us out on the gram, you can check us out at by the time you hear this. Now, the website is spelled with the word you as well as um, the Facebook However, our Instagram and our email address, which is by the time you hear this at gmail.com, are instead spelled with the letter U, and that is because we be urban. Yeah. Uh. I'll usually have a little another queep. Oh, uh, and not under investigation. Yeah, we're under we're unimpeached. We're, yeah, we're unimpeachable. Yeah. Word. <laughs> Word to your mother. But okay, yes, yeah, so. I hope you got all that, the Instagram and the Gmail. <laughs> now, if you want to listen to us uh, via podcast, as many people do, to avoid maybe the annoying busker or maybe you're on the train and, you know, someone's cranking that soldier boy. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about. Still? I don't know. That video was funny. There's a video from years ago. And this the, one, the earliest viral Yeah, videos, she yes. was going crazy. So go check that out. But Soldier girl. Yeah, soldier girl. Yo, um, did that play at my wedding? I don't know. You know what? It didn't play at the wedding. It played. I was at a hotel. Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> on my honeymoon, it played at a, at a party on my honeymoon because I remember everyone started cranking that, and um, there was like this group of black girls who could do it, and nobody else really knew how to do it, and it was kind of funny. Um, but I digress. So if you want to listen to us in podcast form, um, if you got an iPhone. Easiest way is going to be checking us out on the iTunes um, podcast or the Apple podcast app. Easiest way. Um, if you have an Android phone, Google Music. Um, also, you can if you got to get creative, you can get some of these third party apps like CastBox, um, Overcast, Satchel Podcast Player. You can get TuneIn Radio. Um, you can hear us on ListenNotes.com, Play.fm. Um, you can also check us out on the Fi, and that's Spotify for you know for the uninitiated. You can check us out on there. Only the what the last one hundred episodes. Yes. Okay. So the last one hundred episodes or so. 
If you really want to get, though, into the meat of it and you don't have an iPhone, go to CastBox because everything is there. It's, that's actually a phenomenal app if you just want a smorgasbord of, of um, podcasts. Everything's going to be there. You can check us out. We really appreciate the listens and um, leave us a review. We'd really appreciate that as well. Is continue to listen and um, if you download it, we will um, right now where there have been some more uh, categories as far as podcasts. And okay. I, I put us in the music history category. Okay. And right now there are only like six <laughs> music history <laughs> podcasts. Uh on Podomatic, at least. Okay. And we're like number four. And like, okay, I know we can do better than that. Yeah, we're, so. we're, we're music historians, I would say. <laughs> we have a fairly large knowledge of music history, popular music history. So. Yes. All right. So uh, we're going to end the show with, um, we always hear one of these songs, one of these silly songs that we know like, okay, we're not going to hear any other song from this guy, but <laughs> we'll enjoy this one song while it's here. So... Uh, it's a guy by the name of Hitman Sammy Sam. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, for all of those who have uh, married women who already have children by other men, and you are now the stepdaddy. And you're not getting the respect you feel you yeah. deserve. <laughs> and you, you just want your respect from the children, just, have you, just like you have the love from your wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, this song is for you. So this is <laughs> <laughs> you. So mad. You were just so mad. Mm-mm-mm. So this is Stepdaddy by Hitman Sammy Sam. Thank you everybody for listening, and we'll talk to you very soon. Peace. Peace. This for the stepdaddy. Do 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 the stepdaddy.